What's going on, y'all? I just had the greatest conversation with Allison, a.k.a. Life as Mary, as she's known out there in the world of the Instagrams and the face spaces and all those places, uh, Spotify and iTunes and Google Play and Amazon. Uh, it was it was great. You know, um, I'm always charged up by powerful women and smart women, and she is definitely one of those. Uh, we talked about, you know, owning her own business, how that started, being in the right place at the right time, and then seizing opportunity. You know, we uh, we all have opportunities that come around in our life, but you got to be ready to buckle down and hustle and make it happen, and she has definitely done that. It's very inspiring to uh, all the women out there and all the men, too, and uh, just just fantastic. Um, so, yeah, we talked about running a business. We talked about music. She's a musician as well. She uh, is uh, a Instagram enthusiast, to say the least. But it was just a good time. It was just a really good time. So I can't wait for y'all to get in and listen to this episode. Uh, just a couple of things. You know, last week was uh, Labor Day, so I didn't record an episode Um and I'm okay with that. I used to worry about stuff like that. I don't, I'm not really going to worry about that now. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, really pretty much the only other thing is, as always, we're brought to you by Just a Fan Photography, Miss Carrie Hood. If you need to find her, just go to facebook.com slash Carrie Hood Photos. And Carrie is spelled C-A-R-E-Y. So if you need, she's just fantastic. And her husband, Charlie Hood. I started doing this thing. Do you need a website? Does your band need a website? Does well, I, Even if you're not a band, do you need a very simple one-page website? Which I always say for musicians is really all you need. You need a couple of videos. You need your tour schedule, your show schedule, and you know a few good pictures that venues can use. Um, and Carrie supplies the photos, and Charlie will build you a one-page website. Uh, I don't know if Charlie's got anything so far set up where you can find him, but you can hit me up, slide on in my DMs, and I will make the introduction. No problem whatsoever. Um, So, yeah, so those two, man, they're so supportive. So thank y'all. Thank you, Carrie and Charlie, for everything you do for all us musicians. Um, Let's see, a couple more announcements. This Sunday at the Hog and Ale, I will be joined by the ever so talented Miss Pam Hobby. Uh, she has been writing songs for a very long time, and she is very, very good at it. And I cannot wait to sit down with her and uh, share some stories and play some songs. Uh, she's bringing her piano out. She's bringing her guitar out. And we're going to have a good old time. And that is at the Hog and Ale in Marietta. It is technically on the square, but maybe, I guess, a block off the square. Um it, it, I'll put a link down below in the show notes, but it's a good time. We do it every Sunday night from 7 to 8.30. It's a 90-minute show. We tell stories. We laugh a lot. Sometimes somebody might cry, you know, and then we play the songs, and it's fun. It's a good, good time. Uh, I think that's the only announcements I can have right now that I can think of. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting because that's what I do, but, you know, I'll get it out. Oh, one more thing. I'll put a link down in the show notes. I have started up a YouTube channel and my YouTube channel. So I do, you know, every month, the first Thursday of every month, I do a songwriter show at Dixie Tavern. Every Sunday night, 
I do a songwriter show at the Hog and Ale. Um, and then I also, you know, write my own music. And uh, sometimes I just take you along with my camera just to take you along with me on my day. So there's a bunch of stuff up there right now. As soon as I finish recording this intro, I'm going to start working on a whole set of songs from Greg Drews and The Truth. Uh, he was at my last Thursday night Dixie Writers uh, Showcase. Uh, already up there right now is Mr. Uh, let's see who we got. We got Ryan Boss. We got nine songs, nine original songs that were filmed live at Dixie Tavern. They're already up on my YouTube channel. Uh, we also have Mr. Dallas McGee, and who blew me away, by the way. This man blew me away. Um, he is just amazing all these songs and i think there's six or seven videos of him uh, my personal favorite is jesus scared the hippie out of me i love that song but uh gosh he was so good he was so so good so there's a bunch of videos up of him too so please one thing i really really want to try to do is grow my subscribers on youtube just hit the little subscribe button um and I'm going to, I put up a lot of stuff on YouTube that I think you'll find interesting. If you're listening to this podcast, that means most likely you really, really dig songs. And uh, I do too. And I dig the people that write them and the people that play them and the people that listen to them. And so it's a great spot for you just to go check out some, some songwriters you may not have heard before. You know, some of them you may have, but I got to, I'd be willing to bet over the years there's going to be a bunch of them that you don't, uh, haven't heard of. So, uh, all right, without further ado, I think that's all I can think of. But it, I love every one of y'all so much. Thank y'all so, so much for listening to this. Thank you for all the support that you do. Uh, I can't, I honestly, I just, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. Um, so, yeah, that is all I have to say. So why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and hop on into this uh, episode with the great and wonderful and talented and lovely life. Time is out. This place has gotten crazy. I run TikTok. My exclusive friends chasing me. Nothing helps. No sleep or pills or caffeine. First off, she brought this, uh, it has become a thing. It's a thing. She brought this Knob Creek. It's Dan's package. What is this, the... I had a little help picking that out, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, all I know is it's a good bottle. Yes, it's single which barrel. Which we tasted, so we're it, doing it's, well. It's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. And I met you through uh, Mark Grunhofer, yes. who's a friend of mine, who I actually used to take guitar lessons from when I was 
like uh, 38. Oh, really? Something. Yeah. It was about three or four years ago. That's how we met each other. So I'm taking with him right now. Are you really? I am. He's a great teacher. He is. Yeah. yeah. Although, so we just started back. Yeah. And last week, it was our second lesson. Yeah. And he walked in and I was like, I need to know all the chords in B. And he was like... That's not something you ask at your second guitar <laughs> lesson. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, but I've written the song and it's in B. Yeah. And he was like, typical piano player yeah. writes a yeah, song yeah, yeah, in yeah. B. Yeah. So, so he showed me a few power chords yeah. <laughs> to yeah. try to work my way yeah, around. He is definitely one of those guys It's like, well, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Yeah, I mean, I took less, and I think it's technically before he worked with your company, which mm-hmm. I want to get into all that stuff too, but... Uh, he, uh, uh, we, we ended up just hanging out more. He, it got to the point where he's like, I felt bad taking your lesson money <laughs> because we never actually did it. We just ended up hanging out. That's I think cool. It was a yeah, it was cool. And we've been friends ever since. He's a good dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's honestly one of the reasons I'm probably back into music. Really? Yeah. He, um, did a workshop for mm-hmm. our group of teachers. Okay. And it was about digital music, publishing digitally. And I thought it was really fascinating because I I didn't know anything about it. So he was kind of walking us through Spotify and all the different streaming platforms. Yeah, he's great at Spotify. And I just thought, oh, it'd be cool just to put my old stuff out and see what happened. Sure. Um, And he was like, yeah, you should. And I didn't. I mean, I didn't do anything. This was probably like at least three years ago that he did the workshop. But I just kept thinking about it, and finally I did. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I saw I was I was looking at your Spotify. Don't you have you've got, you've got a really good response on since you've done that too. I yeah, it's been really kind of cool that people want to listen, and um, that makes me feel gives me a little ego boost, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But, so I released um, the Aaron sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was in December that I put it out, and I recorded that in 2003. Wow. And in South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Yeah, is that where you're from? I'm from Greenville. Okay. Um, and I recorded um, in Spartanburg in the producer's townhome, sang the vocals in the bathroom yeah. kind of deal. Nice reverb. And I loved, I loved the songs at the time. Yeah. But I was also on my way out of the music scene. Yeah. I made a really conscientious decision to get out mm-hmm. at that time. So I just, I never published the songs. I never did anything with them. So yeah. they were just sitting around for 15 years. Right. And so I was like, well, I'll just put these out. See yeah. what happens. Why not? So, yeah. I mean, you did all the work. You might as well try it. Yeah. You know? So it was really fun. I'm... I got a cool response, and I guess I kind of lit my fire a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I could do this again. Yeah. And now and, you're doing and it. And now I have the itch to write. Yeah. And, um, and I told uh, my good friend Kevin Hoyer, who plays drums on all my stuff, mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, we're going to record stuff, but I don't want to play live. Like, I'd laid that down out front. Yeah. Um, and so last week I texted him and I was like, I think I want to play live. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm starting to really. You're starting to want to. Yeah, to get that desire. So That's maybe, awesome. maybe in the near future. Yeah. Try it out. Well, let me know. I can help you with some places. <laughs> okay, For cool. sure. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So well, what brought you to Atlanta from Greenville? Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell you the story, but yes. I don't advise this 
to anyone. Well, most of the stories I tell people, I don't advise <laughs> that they do it. So I got here um, via Florida State. Okay. I Mark, uh, um, yeah, Mark, Mark and I have yeah, that in common. Yeah. Um, so I was at Florida State working on my master's degree. Okay. I'm a music therapist. Okay. Um, and so I'd gone back to get my master's. Yeah. And after the first semester, I was just like, what am I doing? I felt like I was doing sort of a repeat. Right. And I had started songwriting at that point. So I was classically trained. I okay. started really young. Yeah. And, um, piano. And, Piano. Okay. Mm-hmm. I started off in performance and then switched to music therapy okay. about halfway through school, which is why it took me like seven years to oh, get it, through. It took me seven too. <laughs> Mostly that was just because I didn't pay much attention inside <laughs> classrooms. I mean, I was real good at making art, but not paying attention inside classrooms. So. It can take us a little while yeah, sometimes. That's okay. You got through it. I got through it, um, and so I was. I was just like. I think I just want to write. So I quit grad school and I knew I needed to be in a city. So I threw all my stuff in U-Haul and drove to Atlanta. I didn't know anyone here. I had like no plans. Um, My parents, I had cut out, you know, I had cut everything off. So like no phone at that time, there weren't cell phones. And um, I think my parents thought I was just like dead or had moved to Europe or something. I kind of always been that sort of free spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally relate to that. Yes. And so um, after about two weeks, I called them and I was like, "So I'm in Atlanta. I don't really have you know anywhere to live. I'll be home for Christmas. You know, it was in December." Um, So I did. I kind of lived out of my car for (laughs) for a couple weeks, just trying to like get a place to I didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. like I had no idea you had to like apply to get an apartment right, right. I just was like I'm just showing up and yeah you know, and let life out. happen yeah. yeah so um so it was a fun fun time and I really got into the scene yeah. after moving here I yeah. that's all I did was write and play and record yeah. and and when was this uh I moved here in 98 okay so it was technically December of 97 okay and um yeah just went went out at a hundred percent. Wow! Worked a few odd jobs. Yeah, here and of there. course, <laughs> of course. You gotta, you know, pay the bills. Yeah. So wow. I don't recommend kids. I don't yeah. recommend dropping out of school. <laughs> but then again, you can learn anything you want, unless you're going to be a lawyer or a surgeon or possibly an engineer, and my, you know, maybe like an astronaut or something. You can learn anything else you want to on Google. Probably. <laughs> I mean, That's probably yeah. I mean, true. you could probably become a pretty good lawyer just via the <laughs> internet's. What kind of lawyer, though? Uh, that's true. I don't know. Most any of them. <laughs> I can't think of one you couldn't become. I don't know that that's one I would call though. I don't know. He might be my. He or she might be my first call <laughs> because they took the tenacity to learn all this stuff on their, on their own. own. That's true. You never know. I was telling Leanne the other day. My wife. I was said. Uh, I, I would love to be a lawyer, but the only thing I want to do is present the arguments in the courtroom. I don't want to do any of the other work. I just want the <laughs> theatrical part of presenting the case, which I probably watch too many movies. Perry Mason. Yes, exactly. I'm glad you know who that is. Yes. That makes me feel better yes. right now. <laughs> yes, I definitely know who Perry Mason is. Yes. Or, or uh, Matt Locke. Yes. Oh, man, I love Andy Griffith, though. Uh so you move here, mm-hmm. lived here all this time, and so, so you, so there for a while you were making a lot of music. And then mm-hmm. what made you stop? 
What what calls that pause? Um, Life? Just I think, things? yeah, just personally, I was unhappy, yeah. to be honest. Um, I was going through depression. Mm-hmm. And I was... At that point, I was right around 30, mm-hmm. just wondering what am I doing with my right, life. Right, right. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's a hard lifestyle. At the time, there weren't that many females, really. Yeah. Um, and the scenes, just like dragging my equipment around at sure. 2 or 3 in the morning. Oh, I totally understand that. By myself a lot of times, yeah. dealing with, you know, Yeah, especially in the city. And, yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with club owners. No. But, you know, but no, it's I know just what like you mean. A, I mean, it's... So, it's a drag sometimes. Yeah, it really is. I just I think I was just ready to put it on pause. Yeah. And what where did so. you go from there? Um, so at the time I at that I was transitioning, mm-hmm. I also was working at a place called Mars Music. Okay. Remember Mars? Yes. <laughs> so it's a big competitor of Guitar Center yes. for anyone who's not aware. Um, and I worked in their education department. Okay. So I ran ran lessons. I helped out administratively, but I also taught. Um, and they went out of business around the same time. Okay. So all of a sudden, there were all these students uh, with nowhere to go, and I had nowhere to teach. And that's where your company that's was born? That's how the company was born. And what was the name of your company so people know? It's Metro Music that's Makers. Right. I know that, but I want everybody else to know it. Thank you, yeah. Um, so I just asked them, hey, um, what if I just come to your house? Yeah. And they were like, sounds awesome. Yeah. And uh, problem solved. And that's Win-win. where the company was born. And that's that's how, awesome. That's how it was born. So at the height, I had um, I was teaching 78 students a week on my own. On your own? Yeah, seven days a week. Holy I don't God. recommend that either. A lot of things I've done I don't recommend. Yeah. Um, and I had a waiting list, so I called up a friend and was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna teach some?" And she said, "Yeah." So I did like a little napkin contract with her, basically, and we got going. And then one person would ask, "Well, do you know a guitar teacher? Do you know a voice teacher?" Wow. And so I just started accumulating um, instructors to be on the team. Wow, and how long has the company been going now? So that's so we a incorporated while. in '07. So okay, but I was doing it in 2003. Holy cow! Yeah, so it's like been around for a long flipped, time. Kind of. I know Mark. I mean, he's a good friend of mine, and he speaks glowingly. Aww. Of it. he really does. I wouldn't just say that. He does. And uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. That that does mean a lot coming yeah. from him because he's worked at a lot of different studios. Yeah, he has. And I really, pre- I think. You know, my whole goal is, yes, I want to provide a good service mm-hmm. to our families sure, that we absolutely. work with. But having also been on the teacher side, mm-hmm. that part of it's really important sure. to me as well. So I think I work probably even more on that side yeah, of yeah, things yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, just well, to I make mean, sure that, we have a really you know, good... And it takes a very special person to do that, to go into someone's home and teach their it child. And, and there's all kinds of other things you have to be looking out for for that situation i mean there's Mm -hmm. that yeah i can imagine finding the right people to do that would be incredibly important and once you find them taking good care of them yeah is a good thing too it is that's awesome yeah we have an awesome team right now i'm super excited with everybody we have and um they're rock stars they know it i tell them yeah (laughs) but they really are so i'm i'm really happy that's the way things are going and it's yeah and it's one of those things of like you were in the right place at the right time but but you took advantage of it 
which yeah. a lot of people don't do that. So <laughs> well, I'm always, it comes up a lot on this podcast too because I'm interested whether you're you're a musician or you know I've talked to a couple other podcasters. I've talked I've got some some other ones that are recorded that aren't out yet, but I'm always interested in the person that like finds a niche of some sort and then molds it to. I don't know. I find that very interesting. People who make life their own way. I'm super interested in that. And yeah. you definitely have done that. I think I was just cut out for that. Yeah. Yeah. I look back though now and I think I do believe like in a higher power. Sure, so sure. I definitely believe, you know that this that was destined it was to be destiny. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me coming back to music now. Yeah. Because I'm really feeling it. Yeah. Like I feel like this energy around yeah. it and um which is really cool because yeah. when i left the scene i wasn't feeling right that in at all yeah and so it's like wow i wonder what this really means like, right right you know but i'm just gonna go with it yeah and be open to it yeah well you know the same thing kind of happened to me too i uh, i'm originally from alabama but i lived in ohio for a while and i was in a pretty big band we were a really big fish in a very small pond and then uh i it was finally time to move back to the South. That's a whole side store, nothing bad. But when I got back here, I was like, I just, I need a break. Like I, I can't, I don't want to play music anymore. Oh, wow. Not, not so much never, mm-hmm. but I was like, I just need a break. And I probably didn't play for maybe probably two years. And then one day, um, Leanne had come home from work. I was like, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like I need to, and she gets, she went and got my guitar out of the case and she goes, I'm going to sit right there on that couch and I'm going to do, you know, whatever, watch a movie or whatever. You're going to get in your car and go find somewhere to play this thing. Mostly because I was driving her crazy. But she also, (laughs) I think, realized, she's like, okay, it's time for you to go back and do this thing. That's incredible. I love that she did that. Yeah, Yeah. and it was 90% of it was, I need you out of my hair. You're driving me crazy. (laughs) I don't know. I think she she knew you knew that. So when was that? Let's see. Lived in Atlanta now for ten years, so probably somewhere around I don't know two thousand and eight. Okay. Ma'am, not probably more like two thousand and ten, something like that. Cool. And I've been doing it ever since. You know, I did like everybody else. I started out playing every open mic I could find, and then mm-hmm. that that turned into gigs, and then. Years later, that turned into a podcast and turned into I host a a bunch, which you've been in mine at Hog and Ale. I've hosted yeah, a bunch really of songwriter cool. nights, and you know, uh, you know, do you know Eddie Owen? You know the mm-hmm. name. So Eddie's a great guy, and I I just like that model of there's this one guy that just loves songs, and I I've always been that way too. So I'm just trying to help spread that out. That's, That's awesome. That's almost more important to me at this point than playing. But well, what was it like? Because you were in a band, and then uh, yeah. here you just from the get go, you were like, "I'm just gonna go." Well, no, out. actually, the, the my lead Matt Burrell, the lead guitar player from the band, the band's name was the Alabasters, in Ohio, and um, he actually he's still my best friend in the world. He moved down about a year after I moved down here. He moved down. And we started the Alabasters 2.0 up. And we did that for, I don't know, maybe a couple of years. And it was fun. But, you know, 
and I don't know how everyone's experience is, but getting a, a band off the ground in Atlanta is a really, 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 really tough thing to do. And I'm not saying you shouldn't try, mm-hmm. but it just, my heart wasn't in it in the long run. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier to grab my guitar and a small PA and go do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that it's nothing to do with the guys I played with. I love them to death. I still, every once in a while, call several of them. We'll go do a little trio gig or something like that. But That's cool. Yeah, I mean, if if I had my druthers, I'd probably just stick to Because I, I do a lot of talking, too. Like, I tell a lot of stories between songs. That's why I like my Sunday shows, because we yeah. get to talk about the song and be ridiculous for a little while and then play a song that might make you cry, you know. Yeah. So I... That's just, and I think maybe it's just where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. That that's where, you know, that's where my heart is at the moment. You never know. I might start a band. My actually, <laughs> my bass player from that band sent me a message the other day, and he's like, "You want to start a John uh, John Prine tribute band?" And I was like, "That's an interesting idea. I play a lot of John Prine, so yeah, I don't know. That would be really cool. Yeah, it might be kind of cool. So I yeah, I love your show, and I love um, I love the genre that. You know, you seem to have created this community around Americana. Yeah. Is how I would yeah. like. I don't like to put labels on music, me but neither, for the but sake of the audience, yeah, 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 fits in that category. And I feel like for me, I I actually really enjoy Americana music. Yeah. Um, even though my style is not yeah. even remotely. You need to come to the Sunday show, though. We need to do that. We're going to put that on the book. <laughs> That'd be kind of crazy. So um, you said you wanted I... to get back out there. <laughs> to practice <laughs> maybe mark will come play guitar um mark if you're listening mark's listening be, i'd be willing to bet mark's watching what you want to bet mark, are you david watching? boyd's watching nice bottle of Nile creek thanks david <laughs> um. uh so i was just gonna say for me like that kind of music is sort of it's like you have to go back to your roots to, to make progress and so I feel that way about Americana I, mean, I think yeah. that's why I enjoy it so much because yeah. it just really hits me right mm-hmm. here um, but I obviously I love the punk style yeah. and the you know kind of grungy yeah. sound is sort of like where my passion lies yeah. for well in some ways too. they're similar too I mean because they they will whittle it down to just what you need yes like, yeah, you know? I love that really raw, yeah. gritty. Yeah. I don't like everything so polished, and no. I'm I'm kind of wondering if like this energy I'm feeling, it's like I think I don't know if pe- other people feel this way or maybe need this, but it's like I feel like music, everything's just so clean and polished yeah. and pretty for the yes. radio. And, oh, it absolutely Like I love is. that gritty, like live yeah. um, feel, and, and it's kind of not formulaic, perfect, too. and yeah. it can become improvisational. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's kind of formulaic everything now, too. Like, it's this, it's a recipe. And I'm especially, I, and I'm looking at it from, like, a country music standpoint. Everything, like, I could write you a top ten country song right now. We could do it right now. We could put it up. Because it's a formula you follow. Right. And you just got to rhyme a few things with girl. They never call the woman by their name. They never, it's, ne- it's just girl. Like, it. to me, it's this, like, it's weirdly, um, it's very patriarchal. Like it's weird. I mean, it's super weird. But it's also, but it, but it's, it really is. It's a formula. Like there's a chorus, a verse, a verse, a chorus, a turnaround, maybe a bridge, and then that's it. Yeah. It's, and it's super simple and and dumb. 
<laughs> I don't know what better way to put it. But we're not calling anyone dumb. But... I, I, no, I'm not calling anyone dumb. I'm not. Actually, I am going to turn that fan on. Because this light, I want people okay, to Okay, that, that's see my us. cue to take a sip of this goodness over here. So, yeah, that made it a little bit better. It actually didn't make it that much better. Oh, well. Um... So now you're back in it. You're back into it. Now I'm back in it. Yeah? Yeah, it's kind of wild and crazy. So do you have like, something I'm interested in, uh, my friend, uh, Kurt Lee Wheeler, do you know him? I listened to, I started listening to the podcast. I haven't gotten all the way through it. Right. But he sounds like a cool dude. He is a very cool dude. But he, he, uh, he talks about, he does, he'll write every day for six minutes. No matter what. Which I did too. I really love that. And then he also, like, he's learning fingerstyle guitar. So every night, he, he has to find 30 minutes a day. Yeah. This is what he does. So do you have a routine like that? I mean, I know you're super I busy. I, I know you're busy. <laughs> I would love to build that into my routine. Mm-hmm. So I do, um, I don't have a routine that's specific to every day, but I actually just share this with my team at Metro Music Makers, but I use a time cube. Yeah. Do you know what those uh-uh. are? So it's it's a cube. I'll have to send you a picture. Okay. So you can get it on Amazon, and it has, like, chunks of time on each side. Yeah. And you lay, you like, if you want to spend 15 minutes on something, you lay the number 15 up, and okay. there's, like, a little blinking light um, that lets you know it's counting the minutes, and it'll go off in 15 minutes. And really? Like move on to the next thing. So I try to use that when I have, like, that is brilliant. a ton on my plate, and I yeah. maybe only have, like, two or three hours, yeah. and I really need to divide the time up. And yeah. It's really helpful. Um, so I probably need to incorporate songwriting into that yeah. a little bit. But for me, I honestly have probably five or six songs going on in my head at all times. Um, and so what gets frustrating for me is like a puzzle piece because I'll get bits and pieces, but what really goes together. Right. So I might have two. This just happened um, over the weekend. I had one that I thought was going to be a particular song and yeah. I worked it out on the piano and even had the title in my head. I was yeah. like, okay, it's going to be great. Well, the song came to me later, not at the piano, just yeah. standing up and I just, I sung the whole song. Like, really? Lyrics and everything just came out. Really? Yeah, it's very bizarre. I don't know. Like sometimes I just feel like a conduit for no 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 I totally get that I totally understand that. and I was like that's it that's the song there's it's not a ballad it's gonna be a total rock and punk rock yeah. song it's gonna be really right. totally cool kick ass and I can't wait to record it that is awesome um but yeah it's just like when you're trying to figure the pieces out before it all comes right that's when it can get frustrating but I do a lot of writing in the car yeah when I'm by myself, yeah. I should well, specify. Yeah. So I really love road trips. People think I'm nuts, but I love to drive long distance. Oh, I'm with by you. myself. I'm with you, 100%. <laughs> and um, I write in the shower. Yeah. Cliche. But well, it, I mean, it it's happens. quiet time. So you, quiet. you write when it's when you're allowed to you yeah. know, have your moment. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And just a lot. I mean, always just ideas coming. So the trick is somehow getting them down. Yeah, how do you do that? I'm interested in that. So I do a lot of voice memos yep, or me I'll just scratch. I try to keep pad and pencil with uh-huh. me. Scratch ideas yep. down. I just downloaded the uh, the Evernote app. Oh yeah, that's a great one. I love it. Yeah. Because it, it's everywhere. Like I can pop it up on yeah. any device and it's always there. And I like the form of it all. Like I just, I just enjoy it. But, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, but same here. Like it's funny. Uh, my friend Carrie Hood, who gets mentioned a lot on this podcast, she 
has a just a fan photography is what she started. She just goes her and her husband just go to everybody's shows That's and she just cool. takes pictures and then she's What's her name? Carrie Hood. And what's her Instagram? Um I think it's Carrie Hood photos. I'll tag you okay. in it though. I'll oh. let you know for sure. Uh, but if you go to Facebook and just look up just a fan. No, actually, that's not right. If you go to Facebook, facebook.com, uh, Carrie Hood Photos, and it's C A R E Y. Okay. Photos. And she just comes to shows and that's takes awesome. pictures, and then she sends them to people. She doesn't wow. charge anybody anything. And, um, but she comes to so many of these shows. Just this week, uh, she'll be at a show, and I'll say something ridiculous from stage. I'm like, hey, Carrie, write that down. And she sent me an entire list of things over the last year that I had said. I mean, I, it's oh literally gosh. probably like 40 things that I've randomly said. <laughs> and some of them are really, really good. And just these little snapshots and moments. So sometimes your friends can help you remember those things, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So are your songs more um, imagery-based or story like I know you do have some songs that are specific stories like I love yeah. the song you have about the preacher uh, about your dad or based about your experience yeah. your dad was a preacher yes right? he still Southern is Southern Baptist yes. yeah, very oh, much still so. is yep. yeah he preached at not a big church but like a medium sized church for 30 years which is rare for a Southern Baptist preacher to stay in one spot for that long he didn't get kicked out nope no, we had <laughs> these we had the search committee have you ever you know what I'm talking oh, about oh yeah, yeah I know he had, we had many search committee come by but he never left we almost went to a church when I was in high school uh, we almost went to a church in Savannah Georgia but we did not uh, I think because I think I was probably in the 11th grade at the time my brother would have been and Oh, I don't know, like eighth grade. So he's like, ah, they're more or less in high school. Like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But now he, he retired from there, and now he preaches a little bitty, tiny country church. Wow. And he will be there till he can't do it. That's all there is to it. I mean, you it's, it's a small little tiny country church. You go out to Daniel Boone's house. You take a left. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, and he loves it. So it's good. But, um... So, yeah, I think stories, yes, stories. I do like imagery in songs, too. I like that, but mm-hmm. I like it when it helps tell a story. Because mm-hmm. I think because my dad's a preacher and he was incredibly good with words, I think I soaked some of that in, or maybe some of it's in my DNA. And, yeah, I like to use as few words as absolutely possible. And as simple of words as absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just like, I like stories. I like spinning a yarn. And, and yes, most of them are autobiographical at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. Where does, where does your, where do yours come from? Um, I, so the new song that I just released, mm-hmm. I actually wrote in the car the first two verses, um, I think five years ago. Really? And they just sat there. Yeah. And I I was trying to think what inspired it. I don't know. Sometimes just words and melody come to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. really have... I'm sure that's accumulation of my life experience. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I was like, oh, that's, that's a really good... It just, like, I kept revisiting it. I was yeah. like, I'm going to... Something's going to happen with that yeah. one day. Like, It's I one of those that it. come... And it just... 
per example, I wrote a song a long time ago, and I literally forgot. I have several of these, but I literally forgot the entire song. <laughs> but the opening line of that song was, he goes to work and runs a, runs a machine in a factory so loud it drowns out his dreams. And that line has been stuck with me now for, I mean, going on probably 10 plus years. And I'll rewrite that song something. one day. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna that one that line means something to me because yeah. I've never forgotten it. Well, what's funny is I would revisit these two verses, yeah. but I just could like nothing was, there was nothing coming. Right. You know. And um, so just this year at all, the rest of it came. Yeah. And part one of the verses was inspired after going to see Endgame. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I just watched that. I just watched that like uh, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm a huge. Have you watched? You obviously you must like uh, superhero things, or is this a rarity for you? Well, I I watch them. I wouldn't say I'm a huge okay. fan. <laughs> well, do you like dark humor? Yes. Okay. Do you have Amazon Prime? I'm sure you do. Yes. Uh, have you seen The Boys? No. Not to derail where you were going. I get on tangents sometimes. No, that's cool. There is a show called The Boys on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, it's basically a bunch of superheroes oh. that uh, are run by a corporation. You okay. have a Superman figure. You have a uh, Wonder Woman figure. Like they're they're but they're actual superheroes, but they're kind of mirrored. And it is the single darkest thing comedy I have ever. It is wonderful. I'll have to so, check it out. Yes. But I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, yeah, I'm it's, it's dark. the boys. Yeah, it's called the boys. But there are some girls in there. Yeah, oh yeah, there's two or three. Yeah, actually, the see, the, I'm ready for that. The boss, like, is, I want the that boss is a girl. Well, I guess they had um, Wonder Woman. And it's pretty powerful. Uh, who's the... uh, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. And, uh, and uh, what's in Black Panther? Is it his little sister? Oh yeah. I, mean, I have a feeling she's, she's going to become cool. the next Iron Woman. Oh. Oh, really? If you think about it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. I can see that. Yep. But That's you're right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we do need more. And I think we are I think we are kind of going that way in this world. I think we're realizing that we're all... What's the best way to put it? It doesn't matter your sex, your orientation, any of those things. Everybody has a major way they can contribute to this world and I think there was a time before especially in the south where it was looked at differently I yeah. don't think it's the same anymore I think it still can be just being yeah. a businesswoman. Yeah, well I'm sure <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean it's a lot better it depends on yeah. what group but sometimes you know I meet people and they just like don't yeah it you what? 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 You own your own business? How do you do that? How You're, a that possible? You're a girl. You're a girl. How can you do it's that? It's like a hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Hustle. Exactly. Hustle. Well, that comes up a lot on this podcast too. Is hustle like that whole yeah. principle of working hard and doing I the things? I think I would do. not be happy if I didn't hustle. I know I would not be. Yeah. I know I wouldn't be. I don't know what that would feel like. Yeah. Although I do like times off. Yeah, well, you're allowed, sure. you're allowed so, to have the time off. I um, picked up surfing. Really? A couple years ago. Really? Very. I know we live Where in like the at? worst yeah, place fairly, ever. Like I'm never gonna get good at it because I live in Atlanta. Where did you surf the first time? Uh, the first time was in Sayulita, Mexico. Really? Mm-hmm. My sister. I have a sister in Seattle. I have a sister in Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. So we took a girls' trip. Yeah to Mexico and they both knew I wanted to try it so they were like you're, you're getting on a board and yeah. I loved it really I was hooked 
I love it. I've never done it. It's something that I've always wanted to do. It's so like zen for me. Yeah. I love because you get out there and um, just being like past the break. Yeah. It's just you and the ocean. Yeah. And it's just so relaxing. You can't uh, think about anything. Right. Like, I you're understand just, like, that. You and nature. And maybe a few sharks. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, sharks yeah, are and, a lot like dogs. Most of them are going like, to bite you. Well, so they say. Yeah. Um, and then catching a wave is like that adrenaline rush. Yeah, I can't so imagine. it's like you've had this complete relaxation. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, this, like it's uh, all like speed, systems like, go. Yeah. And I got my first really good drop in this past summer, yeah. which was just like butterflies in the stomach and That's like awesome. the, whole, the whole nine yards. It was. It's so addictive. I was wow. like, I have to do that again. Yeah, see, I've, I've, I worked in the Florida Keys for a long time, which obviously is not made for surfing, but I totally understand. I have my captain's license, and I, and I drove a boat, a fishing boat down there for a long time, and I totally understand that just being out there, nothing else matters. It's, it's, it's a calmness that maybe only, like, the mountains can provide. But even for me, the mountains don't provide it the same as that, yeah, that stillness so, of the ocean, even yeah. though you're still moving. Yeah, you've got that little bit there's of just a, a rocking yeah. and that lull. And yeah. you know, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I recommend it to everybody. And yeah. anyone can surf, like all ages. Yeah, totally. Just get out there yeah. and try get it. Get you along board. Get you along board. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do it so bad. Yeah, we were, uh, Leanne and I went on our honeymoon in uh, Costa Rica. And it was between a surf lesson or going fishing and I was like I've never fished in the Pacific Ocean I, mean, I gotta go fishing you gotta go yeah, fishing yeah I, I had to choose one of the two yeah so I did. you probably made the right choice yeah. no I was you can learn to surf it. here yeah I don't know you'd want to learn on Costa Rica waves it well, depends the, on where you were yeah we were real close to uh, Samsara so okay. the waves there it's a it's a sand break so mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have been terrible yeah I've heard about that place it's beautiful someone was Highly telling me about recommend it recently it. yeah, yeah I've, I've said this before on the podcast but I will at some point in my life expatriate to Costa Rica <laughs> okay yeah. well I, I'm hoping to do that somewhere yeah. I just haven't figured out where well, yet so I highly recommend checking out Samsara Costa Rica because it's okay. just it's beautiful. The people are beautiful. Yeah. The food's great. I mean, everything. Cost of living is probably not too bad. No, it's not at all. All right, we're all moving to Costa Rica, oh, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> I would do it totally. I mean, yeah. yeah. I've always been around water, too. Yeah, I love water. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. Really? No, I grew up, like, we never lived near the water. Yeah. And um, I, just, I was that person who wouldn't even put... I wouldn't even really? put my toes in the water. That's I was a big like, difference to start surfing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, I was just like, yeah, let's go. Let's really? do it. And I love it. Yeah. And I don't get freaked out. Nothing yeah. scares me about it. And yeah. Just having a good time. That is awesome. Yeah. I, li- I like, well, that seems to kind of be a theme in your life, though. You're not scared to take chances. I mean, that's probably what got you where you are today as well. It's not, you know, not... I mean, being a, you know, I don't like think this way, and a lot of people I know don't, but being a female business owner, so like you said earlier, mm-hmm. some people look at you like, what? How are you doing that? Which yeah. is ridiculous. We all know it's ridiculous. I'll say it's never the first thing I bring up in casual conversation. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Tell me why. Um, I'm interested in that. I <laughs> This might get complicated and philosophical. I'll bring it. I just, I well, either people don't really care. Yeah. You know, first of all, or um, th- I think people can form opinions pretty quickly about yeah. somebody. 
Aren't you scared of those opinions, or I'm not. I or just, you don't, just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I just yeah. That's you know. Yeah. Let's just have a good time and talk about something else. I, I <laughs> so. can totally understand that. I can yeah. totally understand but, that. But I mean, if I'm in a business setting, I'm more well, than course. happy to to share it and um, and really excited to talk about the business. Yeah. But if I'm just out meeting people, I. I know oh tough. yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Nobody really necessarily wants to talk about what they do for a living when no. they're just hanging out, having a beer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So if they ask, I'll just say I teach piano. Usually. Really? Yeah, because I because then it becomes a thing. Yeah, but but to go back to what you said earlier when we were talking about Marvel movies and you were mm-hmm. like, I'm ready for that. You were saying we need more <laughs> True. empowered women. So maybe I'm changing. I'll yeah, start that's what changing I'm saying. now. But I, I would say like Put on in your general, Wonder Woman because it, it does like they still don't get it. Is the thing though? If I try, what? yeah, um, like because I've tried that. Yeah, explaining like what, and it still comes back to so you teach piano. It's like, no, I own the company. <laughs> and it just doesn't, like, compute yeah. somehow. Look at it like this. Somebody makes the things that go to Walmart and puts them on the shelf. I distribute those things. <laughs> I distribute teachers to good students and great teachers. And, yeah, I get. I understand what you're saying, though. It's still, it still would be hard to explain. Everything in music's hard to explain to people. That's so true. Everything. Like, and there's like, so what do you really do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your, so when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. yeah. I have a real job during my daytime, you know. Or yeah. music, but then again, you know, you can make, I would consider if you played uh, cover gigs every single night, that's still a real job. Yeah. You're getting paid to do it. You're paying your bills. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but there is that stigma around it. There is. I mean, I still get asked, you can make money doing that? Yeah. Like on a daily basis. That's really? Yeah. That's crazy to me. I'm like, yeah, we do pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Didn't you take... We're, that's funny too. We live in a house oh, and we're oh, yeah. able to feed really? ourselves. Really? You have a house? <laughs> wow. I mean, what's a double wide? We, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, but it is a roof and four walls. It is, you know. But that's crazy. Hey, I could be happy in a double Oh, uh, yes. But, oh, I'm not. I am totally not making fun of. Yes, I could too. Absolutely. I would buy. I could live in a Sprinter Especially van. Especially if it was in Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah, I could live in a Sprinter van in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm pretty simple, actually, I've discovered when it comes yeah. to that. As long as I have a piano and a surfboard, life is good. A, fr- a good friend And maybe of mine. a few avocados. Yeah, like well, avocados. You'd be all right then. Uh, a good friend of mine, Chai McLean, he um, he literally has a Sprinter van, and he's a big surfer. That's what made me think of this. And his his van is beautiful. It's from a company I think called like Outside Van or something. Oh, cool! But he's a musician, and he makes this like circle between uh, the mountains in California. And the beach, and he, he plays all the wineries. Oh wow! He makes a circle awesome. pretty much all year long, and you'll see his Instagram. You should follow him on Instagram. I he's, need to he's, follow him. And he's he's a, got the life. Yeah, he's a super nice guy, sponsored by Taylor. Like he's a wow. he's a great dude, but uh, and an amazing musician. But you'll see, you know, he'll wake up in California, he'll go surf, and then he'll go play a winery, and then like two days later, he'll be in like Squall Valley. He's oh like, well, gosh. I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go ski for a couple of hours and then he plays the winery or he goes and rides that. and he just makes a circle that's, and that's his life and he lives but his van is beautiful like it's got a place to put his surfboard it's got wow. a place to put his bike it's got 
cabinets for his guitar and his banjo. That's cool. I love when people just yeah. decide to do that. And do it. Just, just go for it. Yeah. Life's too short. It is. Life's too short. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Me too. Which might be where I'm at. Why I'm here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. You know, it's... I'm interested about, like I said earlier, I'm interested about anybody that makes their own way in this world. And you've definitely done that. Well, I've had a lot of help. Sure. I mean, really. But you made the decision. I do believe to do in, it. like, it, and it's taken a while. Um, yeah. I made a, I've made a lot of mistakes, but finding good people, mm-hmm. like inserting yourself into groups of good people. Yes. And, People who are better than you at everything, yes. uh, my <laughs> basically. Dad, and I know it's not uh, an original thought, but my dad always said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. Me too. That's one reason why I started this. I want to talk to people like, from really, you know, we were in the kitchen before and we were talking about, you know, it's been a lot of musicians and you're a musician as well, but you're also a business owner. And I want to talk to you. I'm still... I've said this a hundred times. I want to talk to a taxidermist, but I want to branch There's out. There's got to be a lot of those I, around here. I know, right? In Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yes, especially out this way. I mean, yeah. it's got to be. I'm going to find one. I want to, because I really want to get to the bottom of the jackalope. That's something I really want. You know what a okay. jackalope, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The bunny rabbit with the, uh-huh. I want to get to, I want to get down to the story so of that. So why would a taxidermist because be I think the it's, answer to that? Question. Well, I mean, I think if the jackalope is real, they would not be. <laughs> but I don't think the jackalope is a real thing. Uh, but I do, I want to find out, you know, who's the first person that decided to make one. Or so. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just want to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. They're kind of like the Masons. They have like... Yeah, super secretive. Secret yeah. society. Yeah. The exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But what I would... Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I do enjoy talking to different people that... I like that idea of hustle. And I think that's what today's world... Like if you... You could almost be successful in anything... If you're willing to do what others won't do. You're yeah, but you hustle. can't hustle just for the sake of hustling. No, like you, you have to be passionate about yeah, whatever yes. that thing is. Because yeah. there are a lot of things I've tried that I have hustled at, but my heart wasn't what, what, in it. Tell me one. Just tell me one. Oh, gosh. It can just be so many different things. Writing. Yeah. This one, like, not music. music or like not write, mu- writing, writing. Yeah, like like novel-esque things. Fiction. Yeah, fiction. Or copyright. Mm-hmm, really? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that didn't go anywhere. That's okay. I'm better suited for songwriting, I yeah. guess. Um, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I've just had a lot of different opportunities come my way that, yeah. you know, I'm definitely somewhat what we used to call an experience junkie. I yeah, don't know me if people too. use that totally. no, but terminology anymore. So I'm, I'm like game, yeah. you know, pretty much, yeah. unless I feel like I might die, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I'm becoming less and less likely to feel that way the older I get. Right. I'm just Same like, here. yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I had more reserve, yeah. you know, it's a little Yeah, younger. there's a certain part of you that's just like, nah, screw it. Yeah. Screw it. What What's the worst Slide. that can happen? What is the worst yeah. that can happen? Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I've always been, because, you know, we're talking about the water, like, I didn't even walk to my high, high school graduation. I was like, I got a job in the Florida Keys. I'm gone. 
There you but go. As soon as I knew I was graduating high school, gone. Yeah. And every summer, I went back, or if I didn't go there, I was a cowboy on a ranch in New Mexico. And oh, like, that's cool. Like, I've always been that person. It's like, yeah, we'll so, see how that works out. I've never been out that way, but I'm going to Scottsdale for really? the first You'll time in, like, it. two weeks. You'll I'm love so it. so excited. So, I don't know if you saw my Instagram. We had a bachelorette party this Yes, week. I did see it. So, her wedding is in Scottsdale. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is like, she I'm, marrying someone from Arizona? I mean, she's marrying someone, Well, that's good. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. But I mean, from Arizona? Not from Arizona. Okay. No, so, I think he lives in Indiana, actually. But really? they just, they love they traveling. They love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They like going out there. So yeah. it'll be fun. I'm yeah. super psyched. So I'm flying it. into well, Phoenix. Yeah. I've never been out there. Oh, you'll love I can't it. Can't wait. It's a, uh, well, it won't be too hot this time of year. They uh, So it'll be warm. Yeah, but not, yeah, it's yeah. going to be warm. It's going to be a little warm. Yeah. But that's okay. I actually like, I mean, I'm a Southern girl. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like, it's dry. If it's under 80, I'm cold. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. So, Everybody keeps talking about this Georgia summer. I'm like, I don't want it to go anywhere. <laughs> I know. I hate cold weather. I do, too. I mean, I can understand it if you lived in, like, Colorado or, uh, you know, just places you can use the cold weather for mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, go snowboard. I don't know. Whatever you do in cold weather. Snowmobile or something. Yeah. But here, once it gets cold, I'm just miserable. I have to yeah. put on shoes. I have to put <laughs> on jackets. That's so true. The like the shoe thing. So I wear usually wear open toe shoes yes. in the summer. Yeah. Flip flops, sandals, yeah. whatever. Like I have on right now. Yeah, me too. So when it becomes close toe shoe season, it's it's depressing. It's really sad. Yes, it's depressing. It's sad. <laughs> yeah, and you got to put on a jacket. And now I do enjoy right when it turns fall. Mm-hmm. Where it's not cold, but you can put on a hoodie and, like, build a fire outside. I do yeah, enjoy it's that. it's not uncomfortable. Exactly. You know, when it's, like, 72. <laughs> it's well, like, your blood probably really thinned out in the Keys. Uh, it really did then, and then it really thickened because I lived in Ohio for eight years. Oh. And when I moved back down here, Leanne's like, I don't think you took flip-flops off until, like, the end of December. Oh, my Because I was gosh. so used to it being cold. I was like, oh, it feels so much better here. Uh, where were you in Ohio? Um, Tip City, which is more or less Dayton, Ohio, okay. which mm-hmm. is 45 minutes north of Cincinnati. Cool. Yeah. It's good. There's good people up there. Yeah. I went, so I did a um, piano camp in high school at Oberlin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was actually a competition. I was a, so I competed a lot when I was younger. Yeah. So I was a semifinalist in this international classical piano competition and then it it transitioned into a camp where we worked with these world-class pianists that's awesome yeah it was cool but uh, so here's a here's a funny story for you so the guy i worked with who happened to be a professor at oberlin told me i should consider picking up the organ really yeah because i wasn't i wasn't gonna cut it and so I just was like, well, I'll show, I'll show him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Was sort of my attitude. Sure. And, uh, and I never learned the organ. But I did, after a couple of years of school, I realized too, I did college. I didn't want to be in the practice room eight hours a day. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of extremely talented sure. pianists out there. Yeah. So, um, so that's when I transitioned to music therapy. Yeah. But that's, that just sticks with me that he was. Like you should just yeah, you, you should, should consider the organ. You should try that. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's got sustainable notes. You know, yeah. Yeah. that was like the organ. 
No. No. Man, don't get me wrong. I love a good. I love a good organ A good B three in a song sounds great, <laughs> but yeah. He wasn't talking about that kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But then you got to play with your feet, and it gets. Yeah, super. there's a lot that's going on. Yeah. There's all these pulls and. Yeah, maybe stuff. he just thought you were really coordinated. No. No. I don't think no that was it. it. I don't think that was it. Well, I was trying. I was trying to help. I, know, I appreciate that. I was trying that. to help. Um, wow. Well, you definitely built a life in music, so it doesn't. <laughs> I did. Screw I him. showed him one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to keep? Uh, so you're going to keep. So where where do you record? That, that's oh what, yeah. I that so earlier. the last. Uh, so the newest EP uh-huh. I recorded at Sit and Spin Studios okay. in Greenville, South Carolina. Awesome. Um, it was formerly owned by Edwin McCain. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. it has a really cool vibe to it. I bet. And um, Matt Morgan is the owner, okay. and so we co-produced. He's super talented, yeah. and he totally got my vibe where right. I was going with it. Um, and so he played the guitars oh, and that's the bass. Awesome. And um, Daniel, his assistant, did the whistling. If you've heard the song, yes. you've heard the whistle. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of fooling around, just whistling. And yeah. I was like, I I think I want that. I kind of want this you to song. I whistle like into this microphone. Because Matt was like, yeah. And I was like, no, I think we should try that. Yeah. And, um, and so he did the whistle. That is awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then Kevin, uh, Kevin Hoyer, my driver mm-hmm. for many years. Kevin, I love you. Um, he's the one who introduced me to Matt. Okay. And uh, Kevin's really plugged in up there. Yeah. Plays with everybody and is in high demand. Yeah. Um, so he's really the one who got me into that studio. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. We had yeah. fun. We recorded two full days. Yeah. The three songs. Being in the studio yeah. is such a great time. Yeah. To me, I love it. Yeah. I love everything about it. Because, like, that's when this idea in your head, like, takes on something. Like, yeah. it becomes, you know, and, and you can think you have an idea of what that song's going to be. And, you know, usually you reach part of that, but it mm-hmm. always becomes a little bit more than you ever expected. It, you know what and I mean? different. So, yeah. Mark did the scratch tracks with me. Yeah. And um, if I ever play those for you, they sound way different from Molly. I would love to hear them, though. (laughs) But uh, we we basically played them live um, at his home studio. Uh, But the second track that I'll release it in October, it's more of a ballad. And um, initially it was a lot slower, but in my mind I knew I wanted it a little bit more Mm up-tempo. So I told Matt that, and he was like, well, sing it for So this is how he works. He's like, sing me what you think it should sound like. And I'll sing it, and then he's like, okay, we'll just do this. And he, like, magically makes it happen. Really? Yeah. Of course he asks my opinions, and he'll he'll judge. Like, there were a few times he was like, so your face is telling me you don't like this yeah or, or i'd have a big smile you'd be like right. okay oh, this is the yeah. one yeah she's digging that yeah um so that song is different to the point where uh, i in fact i have a photo a friend grabbed that i'm gonna post soon but it's me like sitting there trying to figure out okay i've got to change the lyrics some because not to all make the syllables fit. are gonna Man. fit <laughs> like in such, the moment I'm a, i am a uh i totally relate to that because there's so much about my songwriting that revolves around syllables. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> you yeah. just can't fit it all in. So yeah. I made a few little tweaks without yeah. um, 
changing the so song completely. I say, so how do you do that? Because usually the syllables are almost always, for me, mm-hmm. are almost always based around a certain word that I used. Yeah, so... Were you able to tweak it? I was able to tweak it more with, like, pronouns okay. and things like that, okay. I think, without... Okay. There were... There's one phrase that I still feel like I probably could have tweaked a little more. To yeah. me, it seems right. a little rushed, just because I remember how it felt yeah. singing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I asked everyone, and they were like, no, that sounds great. So yeah. maybe they're just being really nice. Well, you had but... also, at this point, I'm sure you had spent so much time with those words, too. Yeah. Or, you know. So, actually, that song I wrote two days before we went into the really? studio. Yeah, I told Mark, I was like, um, I just wrote this one. Because I originally was just going to record one song, yeah. which was the song I just released. Because, you know, it's the one I'd sat on for the sure. longest and finally finished two weeks before going in. And then yeah. all these other songs started coming yeah. together. That's happened. Because I knew I was going into the studio. Yeah. So I wrote this one the week before, I think, going in. Or it might have been two weeks. I can't remember when Mark and I did the scratch. And um, so that's why I wasn't, I wasn't sure on, completely sure on tempo, but... Yeah, that one came together fast. I was like, I'm just going to throw this one down because you know how you just always like whatever song you've written yeah. recently the most. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, we'll just do this one. Yeah. And then and then I was like, and Mark, I have an idea for a Christmas song, but I only have like part of a verse. Can yeah. we lay it down? And so we did. Yeah. And it might have been a little, it was probably a little more than part of a verse. But then I went home because we had the scratch and I sent it to Matt. I was like, Matt, this is going to be a song. Here's here's the initial idea for right. it, and I like the week before just was like I'm just gonna go finish it, and I think sometimes when I just tell myself I have this I'm gonna deadline, do this. I'm gonna yeah. do it, then it, I can get it done. Yeah, back to uh, Kurt Wheeler, who was on the last episode talking about the six minutes, and I was like, man, I've just been in the dry spell, and he's like, no, you're not. That's just an excuse not to write, and like he was. Not ugly about it, but he was he was right. He was yeah. like, "No, you're making excuses." Yeah. And I've it's in the last week I've written two songs, and I haven't written one honestly in probably two years before that. What? And the two years before that, I probably in two years, and I probably wrote a hundred okay. in the two years before. So you that. have a catalog. Yes, but like I just and this week I've like I'm working on another one on my phone now. Why did you take a two year break? I think part of it was because part of it was burnout because there for a long time like and this comes up a lot on this podcast too but there's something happening now in like this in the last year especially in this area especially like the Roswell Marietta Woodstock like this North Georgia if you want to call it everybody calls it North Georgia which I guess it technically is um there's something happening where there's like this songwriting emergence. It's really, really happening. There's all these amazing people out there writing songs. But up until that point, I just, I don't know. I played a bunch of cover gigs, which I would put my own songs in too. But I just kind of lost the... And two, my life has been fairly good. Mm-hmm. And before my life was good, it was easy to write songs. Does that make sense? The struggle helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then I finally, when Kurt said to me, he's like, no, you're just making excuses. He's like, you still have things to write about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. And so for the first time now, I feel like I'm, 
I'm being the first song I wrote was pretty topical about the world today. The one I just finished is just a story I just completely made up. But then now that I listen back to it, it's completely about myself. But, but in what way? It's very autobiographical. It's kind of the underlying premise of it is you know like you and I were talking earlier like just missing the adventure, missing the like oh yeah I'm gonna do that. Yeah. You know there's a a lot of lines in there about. you know, riding, a, smelling horse sweat at before the sun comes up. You know that was my old life. You know, or there's lines in there about being in the Florida Keys. They're not directly written that way in the lyrics, but that's what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. I when I read them back to myself. But, but you I didn't find, realize that in the moment. You're not right. really. No, I, mean, I just yeah. let it came. It kind of came out and it rhymed and it told a good story. Uh huh. And so yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I made excuses for two years. And yeah. I think part of it was a little burnout. Just a little burnout. I and, mean, a hundred songs. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's the ones that people have heard. And, and how do you remember them all? Oh, I don't. I don't <laughs> okay. know how, most of them. Uh, there's a song I wrote called, uh, I wrote it down in black and blue because I had a black pen and a blue pen. But I like the idea of the, you know, the, the imagery of a bruise. Mm-hmm. It was all about a girl, of course. And... That was one of Leanne's favorite songs. And to this day, I can't have no earthly idea what it was. And I played it, literally played it at shows. You didn't record it? Nope. And it's just gone. It's gone. Other than the line I wrote it Well, you know what? Making room for new songs is what I say. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's okay to like, like I'm, I have no plans to revive most of my old songs. Me neither. With the exception of that, the, uh, he went to work. Random machines on, but yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah that was I'm in a different place in life yes. too. You yeah, know? and my songwriting's a lot different. Yeah, and your vocabulary is probably different. And when yeah. I say vocabulary, I don't literally mean words, but the 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 picture you can paint inside your heart. You know what? You've lived through these things. Yeah, and your view of the world is going to be completely different than my. You know, we've seen things from t- two different places. So, mm-hmm. and you grow and you. You know, the the 18-year-old Greg's not going to write the same as the 42-year-old Greg. Right. You know? So, I understand that completely. Yeah, that's true. There's, no, there's almost no reason to go back. No. No. Let's not. That's what We're pi- not going back. Yeah, that's what We're pictures are for. We're just going to go forward. That's what, that's, what, <laughs> that's what pictures are for. Yeah. But, and I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Somewhat. We, I don't remember who I was talking to. But he was like, I, it would, no, actually, it might have been. I can't remember. doesn't matter. But the person said, I miss this. And I was like, I, I don't miss hardly anything. And I think it has to do with songs, too. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, I'm, so, not a big, I'm not a big misser. I would say, I don't know about missing. I don't have any regrets. No. Like, none. Zero? Zero. I was talking with my sister about this last week. She thinks I'm a sociopath now because I, I admitted this to her. I don't her. think that. I've met, but like, I really don't I've met have some any. sociopaths. Okay, You're not one. You. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I really don't. And I think it's just because I have this attitude of like, of, like we were saying, live life once. And yeah. Why not? You yeah. know? But um, now there have been things that have happened in my life that I didn't love. Yeah, you know, sure. But and that you might have done different. But yeah, th- that's different than regretting something. I think so. Yeah. And I did. I mean, I mentioned earlier I went through that stage of depression in mm-hmm. my twenties too. But I think sure. that was more me just like trying to figure life out. Yeah, like figure out yeah. who I am. Yeah. 
who was Allison. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we all go through that. I don't think anybody truly knows who they are. I don't think you start to know who you are until you're 30. I would agree. I I think that's the beginning of it. I think 30s are awesome, giving away my age. But, um, me too. Yeah. 30s got really good for me. They were a little bumpy in the beginning, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I think once you hit 30, I think you've reached the point where you kind of know at least what direction you're going, or at least you probably should. I'm not saying if you don't, that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, but you kind of have an idea of like. Oh, I think there's a level of confidence. Yeah. There. I don't even know if it's so much you know. Maybe that's exactly it. where you're going. Yeah. But you're just like you're more confident. You're yeah. not worried about what everyone opinions else is don't thinking. matter yeah. near as much no. once you hit that point. Not a bit. And once you hit forty, it really. <laughs> Let's just not even talk about that right now. It just doesn't matter. We just won't talk about it. (laughs) So what's what's on the horizon for life as Mary? Um, So we're going to shoot a video. Really? For the Christmas song. Who's shooting the video? Uh, Matt, who okay. so he's also a videographer. That's awesome. So, so we're going to do it in, it in South in Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do a shoot. Um, I think there's a, a storyline that goes with it, but we'll also have a band. So I'll be fronting the band. So That's we'll get awesome. some shots. And then that this way. is the Christmas song. Yes. Really? Which so you probably, did finish it? Yeah, it's probably my favorite. Really? On the EP, it's super poppy punk. Yeah. Like, I'm telling everyone it's like my Disney teen movie Christmas movie song. Um, really? It's really fast. It's like a Hallmark, Hallmark movie? Uh, well, probably younger, younger oh, sounding. Younger. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's real sassy. Yeah? Yeah, it's like got a it's really high energy. Yeah. There are bells and hand claps. Of course. <laughs> so so yeah. my friend, um, Alan Richards, um, who recently interviewed Ken Burns. Oh, I don't know if you've seen wow. my, um, my post about him. I don't think I saw that one. So he has a blog. It's called... You, you need to have him on the show, okay. actually. Because okay, y'all would please. really hit it off. You, yes, let's um, uh, let's make that happen. So his his blog is Soul Country Music. Okay. Um, and so he interviewed Ken Burns, I think for like an airline magazine of all really? things. Yeah, but about Ken Burns... PBS documentary coming yeah, yeah. out okay. this weekend about country music. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes. So you've got to have him on the show. And okay. I'm gonna tell you, cause, cause, Is he local? Yeah, he lives in Atlanta. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, let's, and so, you and I will make that yeah, happen. Yeah, I'll make sure that happens. Let's make the content yes. happen. Alan, if you're Alan. watching, you're coming on the show because you and Greg will totally hit it off and have so much to talk about. Yes. Um, all the folks you're fans of, he's like, even more fan. Of. Oh, I can't Not even wait. like you guys are just like y'all. But you might. Time. It'll be epic, y'all. It'll be it a five-hour so episode. Epic. We'll start early. I might have to stop by though. Yeah, come I on. Love Alan. No, we're um, more than welcome ever. But Anytime. he, uh, yeah. So I guess, and he, he'll have to tell you this, this story. But Ken, Ken Burns, people like sent him the whole documentary. Are you serious? Ahead of time, like hours and hours of film. That is amazing. So he like binge watched it in a few days because his. Interview well, was coming of course. up really fast. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah, you can go read it. It's on his uh, his profile um, in the links there. Go okay. read the interview. What and tell do you do you know the like the the link to it? Um, I know his I'm Instagram saying, handle is Soul Country. Uh, yeah, just Soul Country. I'll, I'll share it with you. Okay, just share it with, and I'll put it. I'll put and it in I the think show I actually just shared it today. Um, okay. And my Instagram I'll stories. Look and see. Okay. Anyone who's you're into good that, about so. your stories. 
It's fun. I'm trying to get better about stories. I feel like I have an alter ego on Instagram That's with okay. my life as Mary because uh, it's like I get to be a little freer than yeah. I am with our business yeah. stuff, you know? Like I well, get to be me. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. You don't have to put the, the business hat on. Yeah. It's you a lot just... of fun. I love meeting people yeah. on um, Instagram. So I totally interact. If you send me a message, yeah. I'll let's You're incredibly let's active on it, too. Because, like, there's certain people that I put on the, the um, what is it, the notifications button. And you're one of them. Like, friends of mine, I always do that. And then people that I'm interested in, I'm like, she's incredibly active. Which I mean <laughs> that as a compliment. Because Thank I've you. always wanted to... I have a hard time not with how do you keep up with it all is it the little the little time cube do you <laughs> do you cube. put 15 minutes I'm gonna do my Instagram so with Instagram so I look at it a few times a day okay so like morning lunchtime um, night time and sometimes like over the weekends I probably do a little more yeah. or if I'm doing something fun yeah that I want to share I might do a little more right um but I don't know. I just if someone messages me, I'll just message back. You know, there you go. Just, I think that's it. It's just like people want that personal contact. Yeah. I mean, I, I want totally, it. I do too. That's so. one reason why I started this, and I've said this before as well. But like most of my friends are musicians, mm-hmm. and you know, if you're playing on Friday night, yeah, I'm playing on Friday. Night. I'm not gonna get to hang Mark anybody. I'm not gonna get to hang out with. I'm not gonna get to come see your show because yeah. I have a show. So that's one reason I started this because I want to sit down and talk to people I think about it's awesome. you know what I mean how yeah. how does your world tick you know yeah what's happening in your life why are you writing this song why did you start this business why yeah. did you why I like why you know what though I find like musicians are the most like I've had the most interaction with musicians mm-hmm. on Instagram like they're yeah. genuinely interested in like okay who are you where did yeah. you come from yeah. it's like you know I've just kind of appeared out of nowhere yeah. all of a sudden but you know where do you play and yeah. blah, blah, blah. so it's so been you, really that, fun I wonder if that's why you're starting to be interested in doing, maybe because people seem like yeah. okay this well is I mean cool. you're writing this great music you should play it I, I kind of agree with them you we'll really should happens. come to the Sunday show. You'll be the Will first. Will you back me up? I'm not good enough, but Mark. You're man. not good. You are so good I'm enough. A, I've seen you play. I'm three chords oh in the truth count. Yeah, it's more. You like, need to come back to lessons. They're uh, on Thursdays at my house. They're, oh well, like that I could do. almost not every Thursday. Mark, we're gonna have a group lesson with you. Yeah, I'm just coming with Mark. Be like, oh man. But we'll it? have you playing like power power chords. I can do that. I can play power. I know. I know. Throw the uh, the um. Amp up. I don't know. Do you do Mark lessons said, every week, every Thursday? Well, we just started. So, okay. yeah, they're going to be every week until I can play. So, so for the are rest you, of my are life, you basically. just now starting the guitar? Mm. Like, okay. So, I had to take some guitar in college. Okay. And just so you're a just, well-rounded so what, student. Yeah, am I, I keep looking at the camera like, Mark, right. is Mark watching? I don't know. Mark, are you watching? If you are, comment. <laughs> He's probably, Mark, you should not be watching because you're probably out teaching right now. Uh, that may be this true. This is his busy day. I can promise you oh, that he no, will. He has a, oh, he might have a gig. I got oh, him might. a sweet gig. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I can oh. promise you 100%, there's no doubt in my mind, he will listen. And this okay. will come out on Wednesday, so he will 100% listen. Okay. I forgot where I was going with it, though. What oh, so I- you, <laughs> y'all are, every Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing the so he's yeah. trying to show so eventually he'll have, teach me how to play my own socks. Oh, you oh, how me, did you start? How the did I start? Yes. So, um, so in college, oh, I know where I was going with this. So, I had to learn 
chords as a music therapy major. Music okay. therapists use a lot of guitar because yeah. it's an instrument you can carry around. Oh, and this was total before sense. the ukulele was yeah. popular. Thank you so for was, saying that right. You're welcome. Not ukulele. It's an ukulele. <laughs> it's an ukulele. Thank you. You're welcome. That makes me um, happy. It makes my heart Now happy. everyone knows. Don't say you. You know, another thing, well, you know, cowboys wear the leather, well, what would you call those? You know, the leather pants. The chaps? Over, they're not chaps. What are they? They're chaps. <gasps> that's so français. Right, but that's I didn't know. <laughs> my boss out west who had never been anything but a cowboy, giant Sam Elliott mustache. Oh. I mean, this dude, 100% Marlboro man. When you look at him, he's like iconic looking. And he would always say, they're not chaps, boy. That's something that Ralph Lauren makes, the chaps. <laughs> Rod Taylor, who was also a beautiful musician. He has a great uh, band. That's, uh, for a long time, it was Rod Taylor and the, uh, and the Rifters. Now it's just the Rifters, but they're really, really good. That's they cool. Still, they're probably playing right now do in Taos, New Mexico. Shots? No, but they do. he does wear his hat. That's what Gotta have the hat. Gotta have the hat. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I learned open chords, which I didn't know this, but Mark was like, oh yeah, you kind of know the cowboy chords. Mm. That's what they're called. So you I and guess. I could definitely play together. <laughs> I mean, I know a few cowboy chords, apparently, but that doesn't fit no, no, my no, sound. No, not what you're doing. Yeah. No. So last week I was like, first of all, I need all the chords in B. <laughs> Which are he was probably like, the hardest bar chords to learn. His face. I can totally see that. <laughs> it was the best, Mark. You're funny. He's awesome. Um, so yeah, so he's showing me some power chords because yeah. I'm not ready for the bar chords. Yeah, I gotta work up some. Yeah, serious dexterity, some dexterity. and calluses from what you know, I understand. And he may not agree with this, but you know what you can try. I mean, I do have a lot of nylon string guitars. So it's one thing that Mark and I. Uh, fell in love with each other over because you know he's a classical guy mm -hmm. but um, and I did this when I started taking lessons when I was 13 which was a long time ago but I strung up my steel string guitars with nylon strings oh you did for the first like six months because it didn't hurt Ah. And I mean, if you're literally just learning to grab it. Well, see, I'm playing on electric. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so that's, that's a little, a little That's better. a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. See, me, when I grab an I have two electric guitars. I one, see those. One, One's it, missing a few strings. Well, it's in the prop. I'm going to rebuild it. It's okay. old. Um, it's cool. Yeah, I love that old K. I really want it to work. But when I grab, I played it acoustic guitars for so long when I pick up an electric I, I squeeze it too hard mm. and I have the exact opposite problem I've done it yeah. for so long that yeah me and electric guitars just don't get along they're, they're more like wall I art I think you could handle one yeah maybe eventually I they're wanna, wall art <laughs> yeah I want a big like Gretsch country gentleman or something like that that, that I can cool. play like an acoustic yeah yeah well that's what, what, what kind of electric guitar you got so I have a Telecaster. Oh, there you yeah. go. Have, um, do you know Steven Tokovich? Mm -mm. I need to introduce you. Um, he is a great musician. They, it's, he's in a band called, what is it? Uncle Sugar. Is it Uncle Sugar? Yeah, I think that's right. I like but that name. They have played at Northside Tavern mm -hmm. every Sunday night for like the last 30 years. Oh my now, gosh. Now, he and his wife... Are orig they're originally from Minnesota. Okay. So every summer they go, they have a cabin up there that's, 
it began as a cabin over the years they fixed it up it's super nice so he spends every summer up there but he builds Takovich guitars oh, wow. and they're telecast he only makes telecasters really and they're amazing he does a, a lot of number one he changed like the angle on the neck mm-hmm. and you'll have to talk to him but he's going to be on the podcast at some point I was but say, like, he has to be yeah on. he's a super cool. he's a good friend of mine he's an awesome dude a great guitar player, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to like the blues. But he changed the angle for some specific reason. But the coolest thing he did is, you know, how on your Telecaster is the um, like the the switch is mm-hmm. in the front. Yeah, all his are the opposite. Oh. That way you can reach down with your pinky. And you can cool. do all the swells like and oh. all these different reasons. That's but really smart. He's a he's a super cool guy. So you should definitely check out yeah. if you ever need another Tele. Well, I want to go see him play now. If he's oh, yeah. He's, that. I've been a, so I used to live beside Northside Tavern. Yeah. Basically. So before they beautified Howell Mill yeah. Road, yeah. this was like oh, probably 1999. Okay. I lived... Um, are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah, area? yeah. I used so, to work right down the street. So where 14th Street dead is. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And now it's like a fancy schmancy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They got all these high-end shops there. Yeah. But it used to be a U-Haul really? warehouse. And it was, um, it was a U-Haul warehouse, and you drove around to the back, and they had all these unfinished warehouse spaces. So at the time, a lot of musicians and artists lived in the area, but we were literally like slumming it. Like sure. it was like legit, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. starving musician kind of times going on. And so I, so it used to be a slaughterhouse. Really? And so in my space, I had, and by the way, I'm vegan. I'm Are you really? I'm going to put that out there. So I lived uh, in this, <laughs> I, I, lived in this I will say I went, I was a vegetarian <laughs> for two years. That's a true story. Well, good for you. I am not anymore, but, <laughs> but, well, we're going to get okay. back to that. We're so gonna, so we're I had talk these, so that. it was like this space um, that you walked into and it had an upstairs and in the upstairs were the meat lockers and they had these huge heavy steel doors sure. so it was super creepy I mean oh, very yeah. gothic like yeah, it was a beautiful, but it was, it was a bare space I had to have a sink put in <clears throat> and a toilet and um and I was literally it, it it should be it wasn't you lived there <laughs> I lived there it was really it was cool like it, yeah I no wrote, that is I wrote super a lot cool. of songs there no, and I, I, lit- I literally had like a bed a chair and a keyboard and that it. was it I love it <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and the slaughterhouse doors. When I lived in Ohio, I lived in this old, it used to be a gun store, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And they retrofitted it into an apartment. And I had a TV that was like the old box style TVs. Not like we, and this was in the day of flat screens, but it was still, it was sitting on, man, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't store bought furniture. It was like a milk crate. It wasn't that, but it was, and I had a couch. And I had my guitars. And, that and that's was all it. you need? That's it. <laughs> that's it. We didn't know we needed anything no, else. I slept on the couch. <laughs> I kind of, sometimes I really miss, miss those yeah, times. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't know, it was very freeing in a yeah. lot of ways, yeah. you know. Now we're all connected to devices, which I also at the same time, see, I have this work conundrum lately too. It's because I take this podcast, for example. If we were still in those times, you and I were not... We could have this conversation, just you and I, which would still be great. Mm-hmm. But you can't... You, you can't put it out to the world. But do you need to put it out to the world? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, Right. But then at the same time, like... 
you know. But it's if, really cool to put out. So like, yes, I have, it is. I yes. have like people listening all over the world to my music. Yes, which never would exactly. have happened same, ever in a million years. Totally same. Same with this podcast. Like every once in a while, you know, I'll check my distribute. You know, the company that I distribute through, and I'm like, some like Zimbabwe. Yeah. Switzerland. It's, it's so like cool. Like you're listening to some this guy with this accent from North Fort Alabama and yeah. that's crazy, it right? It's crazy, yeah. It's beautiful. At the it same is. Time. It's really awesome. And with the new song I have a couple of um of European blogs that are really? gonna, yeah, which is kinda cool. Like I don't know why Europe but you know, that wouldn't have happened. No, without all this. Like that fast. I would have had to like yeah mail something and it would have taken three weeks to get there and And then it would have ended up on the bottom of the file somewhere yeah and they might have sent you a letter like hey we played your song i mean do you remember that like literally i would do cassette tapes yes and make my own press kit yep i think i still had a candy fetish going on at the time so i remember there were a lot of jelly beans happening in my press kit now it's lollipops oh okay yeah um, you do have a lot of pictures yeah so yeah i just i remember like printing things off and all the paper yeah and the cassette tapes yeah and you had to make your own labels oh i remember the days we were doing all that yes i remember the days when like just if you wanted to you know that i don't know the new song by nirvana came on you like had to wait and mash record you know you had to hit the two buttons at the same time on the tape deck (laughs) so you could record your favorite song off the radio i still have my cassette tape collection because i I cannot let go of it i have nothing to play it on you should just go thrift store and get you i need to give me one go to ebay i know it's It's true it is possible It's possible. possible. It is possible. I cannot. I've been lugging these things around for probably like 30 years. Yeah. I can't get rid of them. Yeah, I don't blame you. But um, there's there's some gems in there. Yeah. All so, my favorite female artists. So so I was raised that's Southern about, Baptist. Okay. All right. Come on with it. <laughs> so I was raised Southern Baptist as well. Yeah. Like very conservative yeah. Southern Baptist. So we weren't really allowed to listen to... Like literally went to a church where... They burned, I'm trying to think of... Um, they burned? Uh, uh, the Queen. Yeah, an, uh, Another One Bites the Dust. I remember everyone like... Or they played that backwards. And they were oh, like, oh, can you hear the devil, the devil or whatever. But they had everyone bring their, um, their you, heavy records. They literally records. burned it? They like, had literally. record burning. Yeah, it was all the records. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard of that, but I'm... Oh, it was very footloose. If you've seen that, Seriously. that was like sort of the kind of community I grew up in. Holy cow. And I just never fit in that box. Like I right. just I never did. Yeah. And so um so I was definitely rebellious. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When I hit teenage years, like my parents and I just did not see eye to eye. Really? Yeah. And um in college I you know, I did all the things typical college kids do probably sure, sure. the first couple of years, but it, it just did not go well with my parents. So they gave me an ultimatum of uh, come live with us and get your act together or get out. And so I was like, okay, I'm getting out. Adios. <laughs> um, <laughs> later, my mom told me she admired me for that decision, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and it's we, funny. We what, all get along now. I was to say, it's funny what time will do for those things. Yeah. So, um, so I, I really didn't discover music I love, like yeah. in the rock 
genre until I was in my later teens. Yeah. And so at the time, you know, the artist I was was listening to, like um, Natalie Merchant. Sure. It was 10,000 Maniacs yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, R.E.M., um, oh, yeah. Sinead O'Connor, sure. Bjork. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the females. The Cranberries. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just any female artist. Yeah. Tori Amos I listened to at the time because she was the only one like really on piano yeah. doing anything. Well, and probably so. two at the time, I'm guessing this, but probably two at the time. And like you're like, oh, there's all these women that are... yeah. It was yeah, really, and they were like, that's rock formative. Stars, that means something. You know, yeah. they were like living like, the life. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so opposite, you know, being classically trained. Sure. Which, and I love classical right. music. Totally, I am totally. so passionate about it yeah. and enjoy playing it as well. But, um, well, you're allowed to like more than one thing. I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. yeah, I give you permission. <laughs> but yeah, I just really, I really got into the female artist yeah, at that totally. time. So my first like rock show, um, which wasn't really rock, was the Indigo Girls. I love the Indigo Girls. <laughs> at Furman University. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I and that was them. in their in their heyday. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I remember this that makes me I was on my boat and I had cassette tapes. Yeah. When I was in the keys and I'd wake up super early and I'd be getting like the bait ready and stuff and uh the people that were going to come to the boat were like a little ways away and I had two tapes I had John Denver's Greatest Hits which I, who Excellent. I still love and I had <laughs> we're proud of that and I had the Indigo Girls first album and I would blare them at like 4.30 in the morning that's a good album it's I a just great listened, album. I listened to it like a couple of months ago it's again. a great album it's so good but people were, they were like you listen to the Indigo Girls I was like yes have you not heard th- <laughs> listen to them they're amazing <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I probably had that record on repeat yeah. for sure. Oh, I totally did. So. Totally did. But yeah, and I like I like that southern rock sound. You yeah, know, me like too. the art, the Athens. Yeah, bands Athens that yeah. were coming out. Mm-hmm. Drive by truckers too. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a huge drive by truckers fan. Yeah. I still. Did think... you ever listen to? Uh, did you know a band called Chickasaw Mud Puppies? No. No, they were really cool, and I. But I, I will feel like they were... I will look them up. Yeah, they. Um, I went to several of their shows in college, and they literally would play washboards and really? have like bells around the. See, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was I just it. it was cool. It was it was yeah. punk rock. Yeah, and it was Americana. Well, you know, if you look at some of like, you know, it's so funny because like, if you take punk rock and bluegrass, especially those two, they're they're very like the tempo, the musicality is very similar. Like mm-hmm. people will just listen to punk and they're like, well, yeah, anybody can do that. No, you can't do that. Just like when I I don't know. I mean, they're all so closely intertwined from, mm-hmm. a, from a musicality standpoint. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. I had a point for that, and I totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. It'll come that back. That happens. No, it probably will not. <laughs> it probably won't. It happens. Um, but, yeah, I totally understand. But, but I can also see, too, as the kid of a Southern Baptist preacher, who was lucky, my dad was never necessarily that hellfire and brimstone kind of guy that you mm-hmm. read about and watch on movies he was very uh he's a very understanding guy he was now he believes what he believes but he was never the uh you know the super judgmental guy that a lot of us are faced with especially mm-hmm. if you grow up in that 
but I can understand, like, if you grew up in that strict household, I can understand 100% the the path that you, the line that you were put on, and then all of a sudden you hear these amazing women rockers mm-hmm. who are women, number one, yeah. which is already going against the grain of everything else you were taught. Like, yeah, and I they were all was, coming out of that time. Yeah. It was such a oh, rich huge. time for yeah. female artists, I think, to, yeah. to be different. To this day, cool. uh, several of my favorite songwriters are all women. Uh, Nancy Griffith. I'm mm-hmm. a huge Nancy Griffith you are. fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, huge. We went to see her a couple of years ago. I She's saw incredible. her, yeah. I saw her in Birmingham, Alabama uh-huh. with the, and I don't think it was the Birmingham Philharmonic, but something to that equivalent. And I mean, it, it was just amazing. It was her and her guitar and then this whole you know the whole band the whole symphony and it was just I was, blown, awesome. away. I was blown away that's really cool yeah it was so cool yeah but yeah I mean it's amazing to me I can see I can totally see what you're like I I'm kind of lost for words because I can kind of understand what you're saying like you know here's this got to be this perfect little Southern Baptist girl. Right. You know, you know, you don't, you're not dating till you're 30. Yeah. You know, and then oh, no, also. No, 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 no. You're no. getting married before you're okay, 30. Okay, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually That was the only so goal, honestly. Really? It was probably that. Find a good man. Yeah, find a good man. and Yeah, find a good man that'll take care down. of you. Yeah. Instead of building your own business and yeah. being a. So this is how bad it was. My mom carried around a wallet-sized picture of me. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not even kidding. Mom, passed out to to eligible bachelors. Uh Well, she didn't give it away. (laughs) She would just say, "So this is my daughter. She's single down in Atlanta." Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I still love you, mom. But um. (laughs) That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Yeah, they really wanted that for me, but but they're cool now. I think they're kind of in disbelief a little bit, or they were for a few years. Like well, we can't what? believe Allison like is finally. Well, you know what? Too, turned to, out okay. I think my parents are that way sometimes too. I mean, my brother's an accountant. He married an engineer. I mean, mm-hmm. the perfect got two kids. You know, the whole thing. But at the same time. I mean, your mama's got to be proud that, you know. Yeah, I think she, she has is. to be. She is. We get along great now. Yeah, yeah and, we and, have a really good relationship. And and sometimes, you know, people blame, like, a certain generation for how they see things in the world. But that's all they knew for a long, long time. And I think it is up to the generation that comes after and the generation that comes after that to, to, to forge a new way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally agree. I, I think... You know, like so many people are so upset at all these kids that are outspoken about things today. And I mean, I'm, I grew up in Alabama. I, I, I own a few guns, but I also think at the same time, yeah, maybe we don't need assault rifles. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't, you know. And my point is these kids are out there and like, well, they're kids. They don't know anything. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think every generation sees a thing one way mm-hmm. and the next generation kind of. Yeah, pushes it, and they're sort of shaping the, yeah. the future, and it, and if, which if is we, good. Yeah, if and not, I we'll, love, I love being surrounded by like everyone on my team is younger than yeah. me, and oh, I, I t- love it. I totally agree with you. Like yesterday uh, at the Hog and L, I had Will Tipton, and he's like, 
in his early 20s. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? It's great. It keeps me it yeah. keeps me young. I want to see what you're I writing about. That. Yeah. Well, I want to see what they're writing about. I want to yeah. see what they're thinking about. I want to see this happens every time Huckleberry wants to come in. Oh. He's on every episode. He knocks he on the is? door. He is. Is he going to come in? Well, he he will in a minute, but okay. he he's he knocks on the door in every episode. <laughs> um but yeah, I totally uh so that's fascinating. I like the idea of like these powerful women kind of put you on this direction. Yeah, I was totally into it. And I love male performers and well, of course. bands too. But yeah. just like for me, that was something I could yeah. latch on to and say, okay, I could do something yeah, I can do this. cool like yeah. that. You know. Speaking of which, have you uh, heard the new uh, High Women yes. album? So good. So we just went to see Brandy open for oh, I her. I Brandy so much. I know. She's incredible, right? I mean, I would argue she's probably the best female songwriter working right now. Probably. From a songwriting standpoint. So I discovered her in, um, let me think about the year. I think it was 2005. Mm-hmm. And I had read, a, a, there was a tiny article, like this, you know, teeny tiny little article on the bottom of a Rolling Stone yeah. page. Yeah. And it was the art, an artist to watch. Just yeah. a little little blur. Yeah. Footnote. And basically. I went, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to check her out. Yeah. I think I went to Barnes & Noble and got a CD. Yeah. And I was just like blown away. Blown yeah. away. And totally. I, I actually went driving. I went driving with that record. I drove up to um, to the North Georgia mountains mm-hmm. and just drove and yeah. listened over yeah. and over yeah. and over. Totally So I went to see her live like a few months later. She opened for Jamie Cullum. Do you I don't know? know? He's I don't. a jazz artist really? from the UK. Okay. So it was a oh, kind of an odd that is a very odd pairing. But... And he was the headliner. So people were there to see him. This was at the Tabernacle. Oh wow. And um and I liked him too. Sure. Like I, totally. I, I knew get he it. was and yeah. I was into his music. And I was like, Oh cool, she's opening for him too. Great. Yeah. She blew Every like, I felt sorry for Jamie Cullum because it was like he, there was no way he could even yeah. compare. Like right. she was just so into it was really early on. Yeah. <clears throat> so everything was still super raw. Yeah. And out there, so I w- I mean, we were all just blown away. I went afterwards because she was still doing meet and greets. Wow. So I went and I was like. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take seven albums right now. Yeah. So so I bought seven CDs and she signed every single one that of them. That's awesome. So I sent them out. I was like, sent them out to, you know, friends and family. It's like, you've got to hear this girl. She's yeah. going to be major. Oh, yeah. And and she is. She is. Yeah. Well, the beauty of that, too, is like Nashville, it, I mean, it, it might, might as well be run by the mob. I mean, it just is. It's terrible. We were talking about that earlier, about formulaic songs. But if you look at what those ladies have done mm-hmm. in Nashville, they're shaking up Nashville right yeah, now. They got totally. they have the number one country album. That's, not, that not, new not the, album? Yes, not the number one Americana cool. album. The number wow. one country album. That's beating yeah. Luke Bryan and all these That's incredible. half-ass musicians. Yeah. That, well, I mean, you wonder, like... Do women maybe work a little harder? Well, I think they have Sometimes, to at this point. So, I think they yeah. have to. I think it's unfortunate, but I think it have to. But I also think it's a number one. I think it's a testament to what women like Brandy Carlisle and Amanda Shires mm-hmm. and 
I love I mean, Amanda Shire. Yeah. I, I love her when she's playing with her husband. I do too. We just I, went to see him. She too. reminds me of the right. second coming of Nancy Griffith. They yeah. have the same accent. They're from practically the same town. Mm-hmm. Like I just, uh, I yeah, I love number one, like that. What's the song she has um, about the guy that gave her the lucky uh, tiger paw or something? What is it? I I'll link it to it. It's yeah. so good. But yes, I love and I love when she sings harmony with her husband and yeah. Jay. I mean, we could talk Jason Isbell all day, but I think, I think the real thing that shines right now are what these women are doing. Like Brandy Carlisle just produced um, Tanya Tucker's new album. Have you yeah. heard it? I haven't heard it yet. It. This is my opinion. It may be better than the High Women album. Really? And here's why I say that. Does Brandy sing on it? No, but she. Ah, uh, yes, yes, okay, she does. That's she does cool. some harmony stuff. Mm-hmm. But. The reason I argue that it might be better is because when you take Tanya Tucker from a country music standpoint, because she's already kind of country music royalty mm-hmm. in a way, and the fact that she was she was amazing at a time when women, kind of like the women you were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. in rock and roll, she was kind of this figure that became bigger than she should have been, which I, I always love Tanya Tucker for that. But... Now you put all this time on it. Not only is Brandy Carlisle a gay woman, mm-hmm. then she produces Tanya Tucker, who was in the midst of this country music establishment, who does not look at that in a you know in a good light necessarily, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous, but it's it's true. Mm-hmm. And then so Tanya's like, oh yeah, yeah, you can definitely produce my album, and it it's. I'm gonna have to check it out. It's it's good. It's real good. Cool. Um, I'm not a huge Tanya Tucker fan, so I'll be. But I'll listen to it. Listen to it from listen to it from the idea of its significance in the world. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's a different Tanya Tucker than when she was. I'm open to it. Yeah, she well, and it's also a different Tanya Tucker than when she was in country music's making the okay. the formula like yeah. now she's actually she's like oh no I'm Tanya Tucker I'm how I wrote what she's got to be in her 60s or so yeah. at least at least saying oh no I don't care what any of y'all think now I'm just gonna do what I yeah. want to do that's and awesome that's beautiful yeah but I love what's happening you know Jason Isbell wrote in that one line in his song like um I don't know exactly her mom wants to change the Nashville sound but they're never gonna let her mm-hmm. yeah maybe they are yeah because they are doing they're it. doing they're it. literally doing it yeah they yeah shake up yeah <laughs> and i saw cool. a thing too about brandy carlisle that said it takes the men to step up to mm-hmm. allow this not allow that's the wrong word for that basically for this to happen mm-hmm. it's got to have some guys going like no they're just you know basically the cliff notes is that they're just as powerful as we are um, you, you, you well, understand it takes what I'm saying? Everybody, you know, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's not really an us versus them. No, it's totally not. Situation. It, it's just like, like, guys, give us a little support here. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. That's all we asking. Well, give I mean, us I'm, credit where credits due. I know so many powerful <laughs> women. My wife is a hundred and ten times smarter than me. I weld for a living and talk, and occasionally make words rhyme. That's the. In- entire synopsis of my life that 100 percent that that woman every single day 
cuts people open and puts screws in their spine. You don't want me to do that. <laughs> no. You don't, no. You trust me. And she's funny. And she's hilarious. I met her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hang out with her. Yeah, she's great. You'll love her. She's fun. She's a powerful woman. But, and I enjoy powerful women. I'm not scared of them. I don't understand why men are. It's probably because they're not that smart. Well, I don't know. We won't go there. Well, I will. Y'all ain't that smart. I mean. uh, But then again, women like you. uh, Do you know Deborah Lynn Rodriguez? You should check her music out. Deborah Lynn, I think I saw her play. Do you know our student Lulu Dobson? Yes. (laughs) Did she open for Deborah Lynn? Yes, a a few times. So I was at the show. Lulu is awesome. I know. Isn't she cool? You want to talk about, how old is she? 12? She's 10. 10. Well, she might be 11. She okay. might be turning 11 soon. The first she time she 11. opened for Deborah yeah. was at Mad Life mm-hmm. on the patio because Deborah had a residency there. And that night I host our, um, at Mad Life I host the uh, Undiscovered Artist Series. It's every Wednesday. Oh, Deborah cool. had every Wednesday on the patio. So I would always get there a little bit early eat dinner and hang out with Deborah for a minute because mm-hmm. I love her to death. She does not believe in giraffes, but that's a whole different... Go back and listen to the Deborah Lynn episode. You'll actually, okay. Actually, go back and... It's the very first episode of this podcast. Oh, really? Well, there's an intro. Just skip that. And she it doesn't sounds, believe in giraffes? Just, just, no, she does not. Okay. Mm-mm. She thinks they're uh, mythical creatures. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I also think just... From kind of the conversation you was and I had. Was this before or after the bourbon was flowing? Did she bring you a bottle? Who was the first person? No, there? she did not. The oh, first person. Deborah, bring... you gotta come back. Oh, she's coming back. Well, she <laughs> is. Bring the this, um, she might believe in giraffes then. No, I don't think she would. No. This Saturday night, if y'all are listening, this Saturday night, the Oak House in Canton, Georgia. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Um, my good buddy, um, Mr. Suddeth and Brian Kane and David Suddeth. And um, they have this thing at the Oak House, which is connected to a church. But once a month, it's all songwriters. Oh, cool. And like 110, 120 people show up. Wow. Uh, it's as quiet as a pin drops when you're singing the songs. It's this good listening room. It's, it's beautiful. That's cool. It's the most beautiful thing. Is in it the, right here? On it's the right in Canton, right? It's okay. right off. It's cool. Uh, yeah, right off the square in Canton. Um, uh, you know where Green Line Brewery is in Canton? No. Well, anyway, if you go. I know it's. It, it's literally right downtown. It's okay. one block off of downtown. Okay. So. Cool. But it happens once a month. But this Saturday. It's an all-female lineup. Oh, really? They usually do four. I think it's four artists every every time. Oh, cool. But and Deborah Lynn is the headliner. Awesome. Okay. And she's also releasing. She wrote this song called White Suit. And it's been recorded, so it drops on Saturday. Oh, I And so does the video drop. So is it like a party? Saturday, and it's going to be a party then. Yeah. And this song is powerful. Oh, cool. It is incredibly powerful just from so wait how do you know the song already well I've heard I've heard it before okay I haven't heard the recorded version yet gotcha I'll probably hear it before Saturday just because I know people that know people Deborah Uh Lynn will probably send it to me but I've heard I've just heard her play it when she was writing it and working on it over time yeah and it's super powerful 
it, it's 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 going to be amazing. Cool. That's all I can say about it. So she's headlining. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a Saturday night. I think there's still tickets left if you want to get them. Cool. I'll yeah. put a link in the show notes. Yeah. We're gonna have so many things in the show notes. Yeah, it happens every time. <laughs> are you re- are you remembering what? No, you said? I won't remember any of them. <laughs> you guys, there's not gonna be anything in the show notes. Yeah. No, there will be. <laughs> Just keep up. I can, I can promise you this. Life is Mary's contact, or not contact, but her info will be in the show notes. Deborah Lynn tickets will be in the show notes. Um, and that's about it. And just a fan photography, because she does sponsor this podcast. She'll be in the show notes. Okay, cool. Um, who is another powerful woman. We've done a lot of talking yeah, about powerful women tonight. gotta meet all your tonight. friends. Well, we should do a powerful fun. women in the round night here. Well, here's That'd the thing. Fun. Get your wife up here. Well... I keep, everybody keeps wanting me to get Leanne on the podcast, and it'll happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dangerous when it does happen, <laughs> but it will happen. Um, but here's another thing that I want to start doing. Um, we're going to start doing songwriters in the round downstairs in my living room. Oh, cool. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it live on the internet. Oh, that's cool. So you should I come I love do doing around. I haven't done around. The last round I did was at Smith's. Yeah. Probably in like 2002. Holy cow. Yeah way back yeah. vintage you need to come do my Sunday <laughs> show we're gonna make you it's gonna happen I'm gonna stay on you <laughs> I need to recruit Mark Mark you're gonna Mark will do it Mark you'll do it won't you we'll call him right now <laughs> is he does he have a lesson right now hey you should be wrapping up oh, so we could you uh, might be on his put him on speakerphone and put the phone <laughs> right here I know Mark will do it there's no doubt in my mind um, do it. He hates playing my songs, though. That's not true. <laughs> he does because he writes all this like really eloquent, Super like beautiful, melodic, beautiful, complicated. That's not chords. true. He came and played with me on the pad at patio at Mad Life, and I'm the definition of three chords in the truth. <laughs> and he had a great time. And he's playing with my friend uh, Greg Drews. He told me about that. Which I'm super stoked about. Those yeah, guys, I can see cool. them all getting along. So that's awesome. Yeah, you uh, mentioned some kind of hippie festival. And I was like, yeah, whoa. That, that sounds about right. It's like, for, Mark, they're going to convert you. Yeah. Oh, he might be a little bit hippie at heart. <laughs> it'll be uh, fun. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a blast. So um, to get sure. back to Lulu oh, really yeah. fast. So yeah, she's I, we like, yeah, she, um, it's just like a little rock star. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. That Wednesday, I was host, and I came out, and Lulu opened. Yeah. And I'm like, who was that? Uh-huh. This little girl. I know. Owned it. Yeah. She was making jokes. Yeah. She played, uh, she got her ukulele out. Yes. And she played this little bitty thing, and then beatboxed over the top, and it was only like maybe 25 or 30 seconds. She goes, that's it. <laughs> and so confident. I was like, who are you? You're She's my awesome. he- you're my hero. <laughs> she writes so it's like she, that's all. So her instructor works with us. Yeah, and um, she's like it's all her. Like she, the, our instructor Kristen. I'll give a shout out to what Kristen up, Van Kristen? Dyke, um, who works with her on the songwriting and vocals. And yeah. she's like, I, it's really all her. I can't take any credit, but she just eats, sleeps, breathes. With that ukulele. I wonder how I wonder how her and Deborah Lynn got to know each other. I can't I need remember. To ask her, but I I'll feel ask her. like her mom okay. had some kind of connection okay. there. Yeah. Well, Deborah's a good person to know. I mean, if yeah. I 
she she's a beautiful beautiful human being yeah. so i'm happy I, that they're I saw her play but i didn't speak with her yeah so i'll introduce you yeah she's a, she is probably the most genuinely nice human being i've ever met in my life that's cool. she's just amazing very cool all right i got to get back to one thing okay and well actually i'm gonna bring up two things okay number one i'm impressed you, you remembered yep yeah, number one you said uh, you didn't have much to talk about. <laughs> just so you know, yeah, it's been an hour and forty-five minutes. So that's just the you first got me thing. going, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, you're a vegan. Yeah, tell me about that. And okay. I'm not making fun of you. No, it's okay. So I became a vegetarian in 1990. Okay. Tell me why. Um, and I'm okay. With, I'm not judging. No, I just wanna, honestly, I wanna lay at that the out. time, I don't know that I had any. Um, moral reasons mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. becoming one. I just decided I was going to become one. So, yeah. you know, and it's my first year of college, so I was the kind of vegetarian drinking milkshakes and eating yeah, yeah. fries eating a and bunch still of gaining the freshman 15. Grill, you were eating a bunch of grilled cheese <laughs> yeah. sandwiches. I understand. So, um, yes. Grilled cheese. Yep. On the grilled cheese. I get it. I did and it for two years. after a couple of years, I started getting more into the health yeah. side of it. Um, and just, um, yeah, just kind of focused on, on the health side, really gotten a working out. I don't work out much anymore, but I, I really worked out a lot then. Yeah. And, um, and so in May of this year, and I wasn't, I, I was on again, off again with the vegan. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a commitment to be a vegan. It's just. To truly be a it's vegan. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's not hard. If but it is a commitment. I mean. I'm, I don't. Look at it that way, but well, I mean, it, the only reason I, when I say it like that, I mean like going out to eat makes it hard. Things it like that. It can be interesting, but people are extremely accommodating. In, yeah, well, we do. Like I that. can probably go to like a barbecue joint. That would be a little more difficult. Yeah. But usually, I'll just say, "Look, I'm the weirdo. I'm vegan." Yeah. Well, and it's I'm also so Atlanta. Sorry. We have the potential. <laughs> yes, for, it yeah. would it would be more difficult yeah. somewhere else. And I'll just say, do you have, just have some veggies you can whip up. So, like, the other night with my girlfriends, we went out to a steakhouse for dinner. Because, you know, no one thinks of, oh, she's a vegan. So, which is fine. Like, I don't don't ever want to make a big deal out of it. So, we went out, and then they were like, oh, my God, what are you going to (laughs) eat? It's like, don't worry about it. They make vegetables. It's a nice place. They'll figure it out. Yeah. And they did, you know. I ended up with some good food. But uh, in May of this year I did a juice cleanse really yes so I was really inspired I'm friends with um, Leslie Zinn who owns Arden's Garden uh, do you yeah, know Arden's yeah, Garden yeah I totally do so um, she's to work been a mentor of mine and okay. I consider her a friend she's super cool okay. if you ever get to meet her talk about powerhouse woman well, you should have you her on the show let's do she's it see this is what awesome. I want to do I want to branch <laughs> out so please she's super cool so anyway she just kept talking about these cleanses and when we'd meet she'd bring juice and different things yeah. and um so I kind of cheated on her I went ended up going to Sublime Tree mm. I'm sorry Leslie I still Dang it, about this. Leslie. I, <laughs> I swear I buy, buy your juices every week uh-huh. um so yeah. I went to Sublime Tree which is in Roswell mm-hmm. at the end of Canton Street so where Canton meets Crossville I'm totally plugging them right That's now because totally I fine. go there all the time That's totally fine um and they had a three-day juice cleanse 
So I was like, and I wasn't thinking about it. It was right before our recital weekend. Oh, no. So I was like, yeah, sign me up because that's how I am yeah. with yeah. pretty uh, much everything. Let's and just do it. Let's just do it. So yeah. I go home and I'm like, okay, I'm starting this juice cleanse. And um, I did okay day so one. So at this point, you're strictly vegetarian. Uh, so at that point, I actually added had added fish in, so I've been okay. pescatarian for so a while. So you're pescatarian, now we're going into a juice cleanse. Now going into we're a gonna juice cleanse. We're going to come out vegan. Yes. Okay. And it'll make sense in a moment. No, no, no. So I, I go just want to make sure this, I'm following. <laughs> I go into this juice cleanse, which honestly was modified juice cleanse. So I was drinking four juices a day, and then they had a prepared salad for the evening, a small salad. Okay. So, um, so I was, I was feeling really good yeah. until about five o'clock on the hungry. first day. I wasn't hungry. Huh? I got severe headache. Oh, like, okay. Severe. What was it? I'm assuming a huge like calorie deficit. It wasn't that. It was the detox. Uh, so my from, body went from to meat? De- just from all the toxins. And just all. Sugar, okay. caffeine. Okay. Okay. Oh, so when you, yeah, so no yeah, coffee, no, so I'm also, so I'm vegan, I'm gluten-free, and I'm caffeine-free. Well, I understand gluten-free. <laughs> I'm like the I'm gonna, triple, I'm gonna tell you, like... I'm going to tell you a different story in a minute. <laughs> okay. Keep going, please. Okay. So, um, so I start this, this detox, and I get the severe headache. I, won't, I couldn't even sleep it off. I took one Advil, because they recommend you don't take anything, and they preface the three days with, you'll probably get a, head, a headache. It won't be that bad. Well, mine was really bad. Yeah. Okay. Up to this point, were you, did you do caffeine? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So you were at like a coffee. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. So you went. Coffee junkie. Well, that, that's where the headache came yeah. from. Yeah. Coffee totally. junkie. Okay. Um, I, so you I still drink it no like coffee. Water. No coffee. No caffeine at all. Mm-mm. No chocolate either. No, I was oh, a huge a chocolate bummer. lover. Bummer. Yeah. I feel good though. Like yeah. I don't, I don't miss it. Okay. Yeah, I feel really good. Um, I have I don't, co- now. I don't, I'll say I have co- like so I have smoothies with pure uh, cocoa in it. Okay, but so not that's like a little bit of caffeine. Yeah. No, no, no. No. I don't think so. Well, maybe. I think it does. <laughs> I may be wrong. So I'm not on coffee. Let's just stick with that. I do think that or pretty tea, much or uh, like any that. kind of cocoa has just a tiny bit. I may be wrong mm, about that. Actually, uh, I don't know. No, we could there. Google it's it. It's probably in there. Yeah, let's I mean, not. Let's just. Who, yeah, just yeah, let's life. go with it. Yeah. Um, I don't like coffee either. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy. So, so then the next morning, on top of the headache that still hadn't gone away, I got really nauseous. Yeah. And I was just like, I had to lay down. Like, I couldn't really? even stand up. Yeah. And minded, this is going into our big, so we run these recitals yeah. a couple times a year. And so we had like a big deal. over 100 kids playing. On the Saturday, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in bad shape for this thing. Yeah. So I happened to run into Leslie on the third day. And I was like, first of all, Leslie, I cheated on you. I'm really sorry. And she was like, no, I'm just so glad you're doing a cleanse. It's awesome because she's a really cool person yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And she was like, you're still detoxing and you need to do three more days. <laughs> So I was like, okay, that Leslie says I'm going to do. And so I went back to, to the juice place and I was like, I need another three days. And so, I, and then after that three days, I started feeling really good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do another three days. So I think I did nine or 10 days. Wow. Of Just juice. Mm-hmm. Juice in the small salad at okay. night. Okay. And, and water. Um, water. Yeah. Yeah. 
my water in I'm trying to think about I don't think I had any kind of I don't think I'd, I introduced any kind of tea like herbal yeah herbal tea until after that what period tea caffeine herbal oh yeah does still don't have caffeine Mm-mm. Oh. no I didn't know that yeah see I learned something <laughs> and so when I was done I was like I can't go back like, I totally get that yeah I felt just so good so I was like, I'm just gonna eat vegan. So I've been vegan and gluten free. Yeah. yeah, I can totally understand gluten free. And and I, I have, I have a, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. She she's not a vegan. She did a vegan thing for a while, but she works for Trek Bicycles, mm-hmm. and she works for Trek Travel. So oh, she cool. takes people all over the world on these amazing bike trips. France, mm-hmm. uh, they've done the Tour de France route after the race is over. And she's been a vegetarian for, I mean, I can't remember the last time she wasn't. That's cool. And she did vegan for a minute, and she's like, I, I can't do vegan and and, <laughs> and ride, you know, yeah. 200 miles a if week. If you're burning calories yeah. like that, you yeah. probably need a little more. But, yeah. um, so, no, no judgment whatsoever. Now, here's the opposite of the story. I went on the carnivore diet for two months. So, like... Keto? Nope. No. No. Just... no. I ate. Here's what I ate. Okay. Wait, thing. why is it? Well, never mind. I'll Explain. tell you why it's called. Okay. Yeah, I ate sirloin steak. Okay. I could have cheese, I could have milk, and I could have eggs. Okay. You could have meat and dairy. And this is literally called the carnivore yep, diet. That's all you could eat. And what happened? I lost 17 pounds. Okay. My blood sugar dropped to where it was supposed to be my wow. cholesterol dropped interesting like it's the best i've ever felt and the reason i bring that up it's like no judgment on vegan mm-hmm. versus meat eating i do truly believe that some people were just our chemistries are all different i would agree with that yeah so yeah I've it doesn't seriously bother me consider- at all that people yeah eat no me. yeah no, no no totally i just seriously can think that i could probably and I'm talking no vegetable. I didn't drink alcohol. Yeah. I didn't drink caffeine. I only drank and water. And you did it for how long? Two months. Two months. Mm-hmm. I only ate meat. And so what are you doing now? Oh, I'm horrible. No. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Diet would you consider and... vegan or no. not now? No, I did. At one point, I was almost 250 pounds. What? Yep. I was huge. What what point was this? I Were was you here? Tw- no, no. Okay. Was first year I moved to the Florida Keys. Oh, really? I was probably 20. 20. Okay. Um, and it, the was same, that from all that good Southern cooking in Alabama? No, it was or? mostly because I, I drank way too much. Ah. That's mostly what it was. And I was in college, and I was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl who I was talking about who's my friend at work we actually dated at the time she was a vegetarian i was like i'll give it a shot and the and i did it all something the only time that i ate fish is because i worked on a boat and if i catch a fish and i kill it mm-hmm. you're gonna eat I owe it. it well i owe it the fact that i'm gonna eat it i'm not gonna <laughs> kill you and then right just feed you to other people so that was the only but if i went to a restaurant i only ate vegetable i did eat cheese mm-hmm. and i did eat dairy but other than that and, and I did that until the point when I moved to a cattle ranch. And then I was like, there's only so many uh, mixed vegetables that I can eat and yeah. survive this workload. And that's when it 
all went the opposite direction. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, no, no. Uh, I don't like vegetables. I really? don't like them. So you don't really eat them that much? Oh, no, I don't eat them hardly at all. Besides mm-hmm. potatoes and black-eyed peas. That's it. I'll eat, I like a good salad. You do? Yeah. What kind of salad? Oh, I love, I love raw spinach. I love raw carrots. Actually, I take that back. I like vegetables as long as you don't cook them. I don't like cooked vegetables. I mean, do you think that... So I don't like... Um, no offense, anyone. But I don't like or love southern style vegetables because they're overcooked. Well, they're overcooked and then you put butter in them. And, and fat back. And fat back. Well, that's one reason why I love black eyed peas. We could, <laughs> we could, Leanne so cooks, I couldn't eat those anyway. Oh, you couldn't eat ours. No, she cooks them. She puts bacon in there with them and then cooks them until they're just, the peas are just about falling apart. Oh, they're they're beautiful, but no, you cannot eat them. You're a vegan. You could not I'm eat vegan. them. I have a vegan, so I cook once a year. You cook, oh, you cook once a year? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. I mean, some, I might cook a little so more, do y'all, but traditionally. Does your I, husband cook? Yes. <laughs> Is your husband a vegan? No. Okay. No, he's a carnivore for sure. Yeah. So, I, um. Does he cook vegetables for you? Yeah. And like, he keeps the. You know, the bacon grease separate. Yeah, yeah he does good. Good for he him. He does good. Um, but he, but we're kind of on very different diets right now, so it's kind of like, I don't know. We don't always eat together. Sure. We're, well, you're, we're a modern family. Yeah, I say my wife We and go I, out a lot. It's like <laughs> Tuesday nights are, well, to, you, Monday and Tuesday nights are like the only time. <laughs> it's like dinner time at this house yeah. ever. So I totally get that. Yeah, we're, we're very hit and miss. Yeah. But... I do traditionally cook on New Year's Day. Yeah. And I have this fantastic black eyed pea recipe. Really? Yes. I might have share to try it with them. you sometime. But even better than that is this cabbage and potato recipe I have. Yeah. And it's vegan. Mm-hmm. And it has beer in it. Really? And it's delicious. It can't be bad. It's so good. And my yeah, everybody loves it. Yeah. You can't get enough. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. So that's my one commitment. Now, I will say there have been a few years where maybe I didn't get started early enough with the Black Eyed Peas, so I maybe got a little help well, in the okay. kitchen. You're allowed. But, yeah, that's that's my meal. So are you one of these people, too, though, that says, like, let's say five years from now, you... Um, like you, you've been a vegan for a long time, but like your doctor says, like you need more something, something in your diet. I'd probably take a supplement before yeah. I did. But a let's vegan. say none of that works, you would do it. I'm, I'm seriously just a <laughs> I don't know. Inquisitive. <laughs> well, you know, it's I, like a student that asked me, "So would you eat bacon for a million dollars?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah I would eat bacon a, for a million dollars. I would become dollars. a vegan for a million dollars. <laughs> I would become a vegan. 100%. I don't know. I guess if it meant better health, because yeah. I do believe in better health. Yeah, always. And so. I do, and I think it really too though. It does come down to like it was crazy when, like, I only ate meat, and like every level I had was better than it was the rest of my life. So I really do believe. I truly believe it. It's just what your chemical makeup is. Yeah. But I'm not gonna ever disparage anybody from being a vegan. <laughs> I don't 
I got bigger fish to fry than whether you like to eat vegetables or yeah, not. Yeah, it honestly does. I hate making even a big deal yeah, out of it. No, so. no, I, but it can be challenging. But I do like that. I like to. Yeah, see it can why. definitely be challenging. Like if we're on a road trip and you're like, yeah, pulling off the side of the road totally. and all there is is yeah, because you can't get French fries. You, know. you can't. Yeah, I try to stay away from, wow, from all that stuff. That's crazy. But I feel really good. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you don't have anything but healthy vegetables in your body I mean, <laughs> for the most part yeah. yeah that's true really i mean you're gonna feel good yeah you're probably tired a lot i do like uh like so i had one today because i didn't eat until like three or four i didn't eat until four thirty today which i usually eat before then but i just i had a really busy day yeah and i like mellow mushroom yeah they have a pizza i can't they say they have a crust that's gluten-free yeah and then they have vegan cheese yeah which, you know, I don't eat a lot of, but if I'm going to splurge, I'll yeah. get that. And then I can get, like, a pizza with tempeh on it, mm-hmm. which is, Tempeh is you know, actually, I, I actually pretty like good. tempeh, yeah. Yeah, so I like, I like going there yeah. for a splurge. That's my junk food. Yeah, I, I think I will eventually at least go back to being gluten-free. My biggest problem is biscuits. Oh, I haven't had a biscuit I could pretty much time. I could pretty much give up every other bread. Like, I try to buy the, I mean, I know this is not the same thing, but I try to buy the lowest carb bread for, like, my sandwich at lunch, like, all these different things. But, man, biscuits. <laughs> I, I think I'm too Southern to never eat a biscuit. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. You, but you could say that as, like, your your splurge. Yeah. Like, you true. Once, once in a while. But Maybe. to answer your question, 100% for sure, no, I couldn't get bacon. <laughs> but I love you just the same. Thank you. Yeah. I will, if we'll you still ever, be friends. Yeah, if you ever come to my house, I will make sure there's vegetables that didn't have any kind of grease touch them. Oh, thank you. I will totally you. do that. I appreciate that. I will that. totally do that. I have no judgment. Life's too short for that. Well, you went two hours and three minutes. That's crazy. Yep. I hope uh, <laughs> I hope we didn't meander off the path. No, see that's much. what people love about this. See, I, that's what because it is super rare for two people to sit in the room, and all we do is talk. Yeah, that's all we did. It's just talk, and whatever comes up, it, it doesn't have to be. I'm promoting my Spotify or I'm promoting this. Or we just had a conversation, yeah, cool. and it was fun. It took me a minute to loosen up. I think. yeah, it didn't. T- it, I'd say it took you uh, no more than two. Two minutes. Yeah, you okay. were pretty relaxed from the get go. <laughs> there's something happens. I try to be. <laughs> there's something happens when I shut that door. People just relax and calm down. I don't. It's know. like you got really. Maybe good. it's my demeanor. It's your demeanor, but also I think just the vibe in yeah, this room. Yeah, this room's nice. I did really a little cool. rearranging. I like it. I'm trying to. I like your I'm, vinyl over here. Yeah, I'm trying to. Kind of record player. Yes, I'm a record player. I'm trying to get the feng shui right. Most of this art, no, well, obviously. Was that your license plate? This was when I lived in Alabama. Okay. My dad was very mad at me for buying that because it's... Because it has the arts. Well, it wasn't so much the arts. It was that the money went to, what's the, um, what's the government art foundation? Um, Oh, I don't know. Don't ask me questions like that this late. You would know it if I was saying. I would know it. You would totally (laughs) know it. The National Endowment for the Arts? Yeah, that's where the money went. He (laughs) was not a big fan of that. He didn't really care about the art. What's this? uh, My friend Luke painted this. That's so cool. Uh, He's a a painter. 
actually, believe it or not, my ex-wife drew this. Oh, wow. And I don't care for her at all. She stole my horse and my saddle and a bunch of other things. But she drew that for me, I think, for and my... She, she didn't steal 20, it back. 26th birthday. Aw. And there's a... It's cool. It's too good. You can't throw that away. There's a lot of yeah. effort went into making that, so I'll never throw it away. And then Willie Nelson is my hero, so there's a lot of Willie Nelson stuff. Um, that's cool. And that's... Did you wear are, that? Those are my spurs. Wow. Yeah, and my stirrups. Those are called oxbows. And then, cool. You were like a cowboy. Uh, I worked on a 186,000 acre cattle ranch. I wow. literally made my living pushing cows where they did not want to go. But from skateboards from, to yep. cattle. I, I, I'm same with you. Like, well, let's try it. Yeah. But I did also grow up kind of around horses. Like I did saddle bronchit. I did some things like growing up. Like I've always been an animal guy. And one thing about spurs, since mm-hmm. you're a vegan, you see how big the 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 spiky thing is yeah the bigger that is actually the less intrusive it is on a horse okay because see that people think about spurs and they think they hurt the animal right they don't they don't so basically when you it's kind of like a choke collar on a dog a little bit it's actually a little even less than that Mm -hmm. because first off you think about an animal that's you know at least 1500 pounds the difference is like if this is a horse Mm mm-hmm and I want you to move that shoulder that way. If I touch you with the palm of my hand, that's like this big. But if I do like that, you understand it quicker. Hmm. I'm not hitting you with them, yeah. just touching you. That makes sense. Yeah. I get it. So Well, and I can see they're not Yeah, they're not they're sharp. They're not sharp. No, it yeah. didn't hurt them. Nah. I mean, if you, you know, you're a 200-pound guy and you... Kick, kick them with them. it. Yeah. Then you're just a bad human and being. And tell me about this guitar that's on. So this one um, is one of my favorite classicals. It's got a busted string. It has all three. Of, no, this one does not. But this one's kind of my newest classical. And anybody that plays my songwriters tonight oh, signs it. That's cool. Um, so I actually haven't taken it out. So lately. who's on there so far? Um... This is Miss Leanne Hutchinson, um, Deborah Lynn's up there, Carrie from Just a Fan of Photography, Miles Landrum, who is an amazing songwriter, and he if you ever need someone local that has a company that makes amazing video, oh, cool. let me okay. know, because those, those guys are top-notch. Awesome. I mean, Have you done a music video? Not with, no, no, okay. but... But you're going I, he to. did uh, his company did uh, Deborah Lynn's. Oh, cool. Yeah, they, okay. they're great, super Very great. Cool. My buddy Greg Drews was the first one to sign it. Charlie, which is Carrie's husband. My buddy Stephen Krausen. Um, and then Martin Joseph. Um, Very cool. Like this that. is a 1970 Martin N20. It is one year away from Willie Nelson's Trigger. Oh. Uh, they're incredibly rare. It's most most prized guitar. Do you play it? I do. I do. Um, the great story behind that is... When I lived in Dayton, Ohio, Mm -hmm. or outside of Dayton, I just kind of, I'd come home for Christmas, reconnected with Leanne. We were still kind of, we were not even really dating at the point. Mm -hmm. We were kind of dating, but not really, because it was a long distance thing. She was here in Atlanta. And uh, I went to um, Howard Music. It's a downtown Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I would always just go in the like the vintage room. Mm-hmm. And this was hanging on the wall. And I'm a huge Willie Nelson nut. 
I have been a Willie Nelson up my whole entire life. And I just was on the way to dinner with some friends. I called her. I was like, you're never going to believe it. Like, uh, I played a Martin N20. I've never even seen one before. Like, it's Trigger, Willie Nelson's guitar. Ne- wow. This is amazing. She's like, that's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. I go to dinner. And about an hour and a half into dinner, I, she calls me. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And she goes, hey, what time are you getting done eating? And I said, oh, I don't know. I didn't really have any plans. And she goes, well, the store closes in about an hour. You should probably go get your guitar. (gasps) So she bought it. Yeah. So this will, to the day I die, be my most prized guitar. And then the Gibson behind you, I actually bought that for her in Ohio because she swore she was going to learn how to play, and she never did. (laughs) And then she also bought me that one. I mean, we were together for, we weren't married yet, but we've been together for quite some time. She's like your biggest fan. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, Pick up this guitar right here behind you. Mm -hmm. was my very first guitar ever. Those are just friends of mine that I played. And they've all signed it. On the back of it, Leanne was the last person to sign it. And it said, I'm the last person to sign it, and it's closest to your heart. And I retired it. But I love this inscription. I'm always willing to take your money. Yep. (laughs) Drew. Yep. Wherever you are in this world. (laughs) Yeah, there's nobody famous on that. It's just my friends. It's just my friends. And I played that guitar. That's like, always, Drew, he ain't got no money. Yeah, I ain't got no musician. money. I mean, it, it looks like it's fancy, but trust me, this is this is years of accumulation, like twenty years of accumulation. I love it. Trust me, it's not that fancy. Like how worn it is. Yeah. Oh, I've had that. I got that. It was my first guitar. I got it when I was thirteen. So I've had that almost thirty years. I get it out every once in a while and restring it up to uh, record. You it's do. It's the only time I take it out because it, it sounds amazing, but I don't. Yeah. I don't take it out in the world that much anymore. Got to preserve it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well. Thanks. <laughs> I think we've worn the listeners out. <laughs> I don't think we have. You'd be surprised how many people love listen the, all yes. the way through. Oh, they all do. Well, not all of them, but most of them. Um, well, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Tell um, tell people one last time, like where they can find you, like okay. on the interwebs. Yeah, so um, I love to interact on Instagram. And that's true. She does. That's my favorite place, and it's Life Is Merry Music mm-hmm. is the handle there, um, and it's the same for Twitter and Facebook. Okay, but I'm not. I don't do as much one-on-one so if you like want to have a conversation with me find me on instagram there you go cool we'll look her up on instagram we're going to get her out and play some music out in front of people whether she likes it or not uh this is an awesome conversation i love talking to powerful women that do powerful things and i think you should uh put your foot behind that and press the gas down i think that's an amazing thing and don't stop doing that and don't apologize for it Thank you. I mean that 100%. And as always, until the next time I talk to y'all, y'all be nice to one another.